What's up, man? What's going on? How you happy doing? New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> happy, happy New Year. It's 2021. I'm excited. You know, I, I was excited before 2020. I was like, it's a new decade. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. <laughs> See, I think, I think uh, you and I can appreciate the uh, worthless nature of being excited for, for a new uh, year. A forced uh, change in time. As though time ever changes. <laughs> yeah, I. That's the thing. When you're someone who doesn't believe time exists, it's like why people are celebrating for nothing. Yeah, it's like you know we made this calendar. Yeah, you know, like like a piece of paper actually changes like the trajectory yeah. of the universe. Who yeah. like think about it? Whose idea was it that today's Saturday? Like we we all listen to that one person, yeah. and now we're that's now it. we're following our society on this guy's yeah on this guy's word. Maybe, who was it, Jesus? Um, oh. Good question. <laughs> Jesus was like, today's Saturday, <laughs> and from all Saturdays on, you must go on a seven-day cycle. Yeah. I think it was like that, the Aztecs, right? They had their calendar based off the off the, um, the sun Is or there, the planets. I think oh, that was like the original way of telling time, but... Oh. I don't. I don't know exactly where they. <laughs> so oh, we oh, we have hold on our first. my cousin Tatiana's here. <laughs> Do you want to say hi or hi? hi. <laughs> she is uh, in the studio with us today and producing and fact checking and she's looking up the Mayan. They use twenty day twenty day months. months two calendar years. Hab huh. hab. These two calendars co co coincided every fifty two years. Fifty two year period of time is called a bundle. Hmm. It meant. The same, the Maya, as our century does to us. So do we follow that calendar? No. I think that's where it started. We follow uh, the Christian calendar, right? Like Jesus. I don't know. I know so that's okay. how our years go, right? A.D. A.D. B.C. That's yeah. another thing that I always thought was so strange. Because you go backwards in time, and it goes like, uh, like 576 B.C. The next year is like 575. It goes backwards. Yeah, because it was counting up. I think that's so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, it's completely it arbitrary. It goes against math. You're going backwards in time when yeah. you're talking about a time period. Does it that makes mean no those sense. people were time traveling? It would It would appear <laughs> so. <laughs> it's just stupid. I, Are I think we actually stupid. time traveling right now? I, I <laughs> <laughs> it makes you think. And we're in 2021 now. I think it's a good time to start analyzing old structures and, like, Really, like, putting... By analyzing, you mean just throw everything out and start over, right? Well, yeah, just <laughs> now's a good time to, like, think about things and be like, do we really need this? Yeah. Do we need to classify all those years before Jesus Christ as B.C.? Because to me, B.C. sounds like B.S. So it's just like, it, this, none of this really happened. Or What did not, they say before, enough. in the B.C. time, what did they, like, they didn't say B.C. because Jesus hadn't happened yet. Like, what... What, what was it was BS, but it was BS. But out of respect for Jesus, they changed it to BC. I Before Santa. Before Santa. Chris, that's disrespectful to Chris Kringle, man. Come on, he just came by for everybody, man. That's uh, how, how was Chris Kringle to you for Christmas? Good. He was good. Um, it was a little different this year, uh, obviously because of COVID. Uh, our whole family wasn't around. So it was mm -hmm. kind of low key this year. Yeah. No Christmas dinner really. It, it kind of, it, we had one. It was smaller though. Um, 
But yeah, it was it was not like most years. It, this whole holiday season did not feel normal. It was just like we're just surviving. How yeah. about for you? Did, did was everything kind of relatively normal for you? Um, yeah, I've I've fought mercilessly to not succumb to everything that's going on. Um, obviously, there's I've had to make certain changes just to do certain things, but I. Uh, I don't I, I don't think anything was different to be honest. I mean, we don't normally have 50 people, you know. I don't have like a huge family, so that wasn't uh I still drove upstate to see my mom. I saw my 99-year-old grandma. I, oh, wow. I didn't kill her with my breathing, which is great. So you went up to her. You you yeah. actually Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I heard your your breathing is a yeah. killer. No, my uh my immune system Look at it. You can't see it, but you can. I can feel it. It's good. Oh gosh, it's rock solid. So you, so you went to her to her house. Did you wear a mask? No, no. Okay. No. Did she? She didn't ask you to. She was just like, ah. No. <laughs> she, she's probably healthier than sixty percent of the country right now. Uh, Ninety nine, about to turn a hundred this year. Legally blind in one eye. Um, still living on her own. But just with aides that come over, <coughs> excuse me, that come over to her house and and help her. Okay. She's not fully independent, but she's by no means incapacitated. And that's her choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's difficult because, and it's a whole other conversation. But the state of the Medicaid and Medicare system and the caregivers that uh, are employed through it are not uh, top-notch so my you. mom ends up doing most of it hey it could be worse she could she could be in a cuomo um mm. senior home yeah also known as the graveyard <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah cuomo could have put her in a in a covid uh yeah filled senior home no one yeah. really talks about that anymore no no they don't <laughs> Nope, the death sentence, um, 12,000 seniors sentenced to death. Yeah, no, that's... That's not news. That's a whole other story, but... That never happened. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things, I guess, never happened. I mean, no. we're in 2021 now. 2020 was... I mean, again, we were just talking about, like, it, time is just... I, I think... I've been telling people this, actually, and I think it's evident from what we've, we're seeing so far in 2021, but... People are like, 2020 is over. Like, thank God. As if it's an entity of its own that yeah. will that is now dead. And yeah. so, like, things have no choice but to be better now. And I think it's just stupid. I, you're giving each other false hope. I, I feel like this whole new year, like, it's a good opportunity to yeah. set intentions, to, be in, to, to, to reach towards goals. Mm -hmm. But to pretend that life will suddenly restart and be better. I think you're you're fooling yourself. Yes, that's that's exactly probably the best way you could really say it. You're you're fooling yourself. It's it to me. It's it's the macro Monday. Oh, Monday! It's a new week. I'm gonna start that Monday. Like, what's wrong right. with right now? You know? Oh, in 2021, it's gonna. No, it's not. Like <laughs> what it. have you changed about yourself and your patterns of thinking and acting that m magically is going to change your life? I like the word you just used, macro. Monday. Yeah. It's Monday on a large scale. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I like that. I just thought of that. That's great. Let's trademark it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trending. <laughs> I like that. Uh, but yeah, that's a good point because, you know, Mondays you try to start. Um, is that Granddad? 
Was that knocking? Sounded like it. Hello? Hello? Maybe it's like knocking upstairs, like yeah, someone's so. hammering be, yeah. or something. Was that somebody? Dad! <clears throat> it's 2021 knocking. Opportunity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dad, open the door. Watch out. Oh, man. Granddad, I told you two hours, man. As you can see, sometimes the sign's not even enough. <laughs> like the on-air sign. I literally told him two hours. <laughs> you got it. Who's the negative? I know. <laughs> <laughs> he, went, he went and got tested. Because he, he's going oh, to Hawaii, yeah? too, yeah. Oh, okay. And Hawaii's really uh, strict, so you need to uh, show a negative test for you to get there. Really? Yeah. So, like, before you board the plane, or before you, like, what if you get on the plane and you arrive without the test? Yeah, then you, you have to get quarantine. Back on? No, oh, no, no, you oh, don't have to leave the oh, state, okay. but um, it's just proof so you don't have to quarantine yourself. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I just got back from Hawaii uh, last week, and I had to get a test beforehand. Um, Did you fly back? Yeah, I feel oh, your arms the must be tired. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, one of those new abilities that this new year has granted me. It Where, was the most uncomfortable plane ride I've ever been on. I bet. It was so uncomfortable. And there was a baby right in front of me. Oh, come on. And but I felt for the I felt for the mom though. Nothing against babies, yeah, but uh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, they they I felt for them because they both didn't know what to do. The baby was crying. Obviously, his eyes were probably not eyes. His ears were probably popping. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. when that used to happen. It was the worst. But the, <laughs> the baby kept crying, and then the dad was like, "I don't know what to do. Here, you take him." And she's just like. After 10 minutes, she it, the baby won't stop crying. She's like, here, take it. Oh, my God. And I was like, I feel sorry for them. I can't even be mad at them. Yeah, what can you do? Yeah. Just don't take a baby on a plane. Uh, exactly. I mean, if your baby's, if your baby came and stand yet, why are you taking them on vacation? Yeah, I feel like anything that you can't stop from making noise within, like, 30 seconds shouldn't be on a plane, like a dog, a baby. Yeah. I don't know what else, but, yeah. That is just a dangerous situation to begin with. I mean, they say planes are safer than driving, but I wouldn't take... I'd be afraid to bring my child on a plane unless we had to fly. Like, we have to fly. Yeah, if <laughs> it's one thing where you... That's the thing. If you have to go somewhere, but you can't leave the baby, you know, what do you do? Can't get a sitter. And you can't, like, put a pillow over its head. It's frowned upon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In this country, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe not everywhere. I don't know. But uh, so where where were we before? We, some something about twenty twenty one. I wrote it. Oh down. yeah. Oh, I was um, I thought of something interesting. Okay. Twenty twenty is the year of perfect vision, right? Twenty twenty vision. Okay. We've we've seen a lot of things more clearly now. You know, maybe corruption 
maybe intentions, maybe agendas, maybe, and I think most importantly that not many people talk about is our own weaknesses and our um, deficiencies. Impulses. Especially in our own body, right? Our own immune system, how weak we are, how unprepared we are mentally and physically for anything to come. And, And thankfully, whatever this is that's happening right now, whether it was the China virus or uh, it's just a virus. I don't know. It's it's nothing compared to what they projected, you know, what they thought it was going to be, you know, hundreds of millions of people dead and all this stuff. But it's it just shows that... How unprepared we how were. Unpre- on every level, you know, every level. Um, no, that's a good point. It puts know. things into perspective because a lot of people feel invincible. And obviously, something like that has never happened in our lifetime. So... no. People can't really predict. I mean, it's the same thing with like if a meteor came to the planet. Some people would like to tell us, oh, we have the technology to magnetically push it out of the way. But like if we can't handle a, a virus within our own planet, can we solve something from outer planet? And I think I think the most disturbing part of all of it, and I'm not saying I'm an expert by any means, but I'm I'm just thankful that my uncle kind of put me on this path of, of not just learning about science, but like challenging conventional science but the level of education i think on science of the average person is is like zero right you know like i don't i don't think anybody really knows what to think or do like they're all just looking to the experts and they're you know researching which is fine obviously that's the only way you learn stuff to begin with but it's like my uh, karate instructor used to say, say, you know, the time to install the GPS on your phone is not when you're lost. <laughs> it's before you leave, right. you know. So if you're trying to figure all this stuff in the middle of a, a panic-demic, <laughs> it's right. not the time, you know. Right. So it definitely betrayed um, people's ignorance and the truth, not not, detri- not um, offensive sense of ignorant, like you're an ignorant asshole no like true ignorance is when you just don't know something not that you're a bad person you just don't know and i think it betrayed an enormous level of ignorance on on science politics personal health uh so many different things so 2020 was really the year of vision into a lot of things to build off what you're saying actually also it it showed to me how much the media has a hand in Mm. events and and events that occur we kind of already knew this we've Mm -hmm. seen we've witnessed 9-11 we've witnessed other major events Mm -hmm. where the media covers it people freak out Mm -hmm. the media sets the course we knew that Mm -hmm. already now we're seeing it kind of unfold with the coronavirus sometimes where it goes against the science, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we'll see that... Num- right, we'll see numbers of, like, COVID ri- uh, kind of lower in in the country in general, but higher in certain states. Yeah. And the narrative across all news is, we're rising again, and people start freaking out, shutting down. Um, whether it's right or wrong is, is for another conversation, but mm-hmm. it's just to witness how... The media sets the narrative. It sets the programming yeah. for all Americans, and they act accordingly to what the media says. Yep. I think that definitely in 2020 was a, an eye-opener to me. It was like, wow, we really let them kind of write the script of yeah. 2020. 2020 was written ma- mainly by the media. We let yeah. the media write the script of the year, 
and we all just kind of participate as if we're actors in a it's scene, true almost. yeah that's 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 a good point yeah. almost the entire year was dominated by science uh experts politicians and then actors just right. taking the lead unfortunately we didn't know we were acting right. <laughs> we, we thought we were just living and responding as humans but really we were just taking what was given to it uh, uh, the way they set us to behave right not everybody did i i, I didn't <laughs> right I'll, t- I'll give you a clear example too just to bring politics into it for one second. Uh, Joe Biden's <laughs> nomination as the Democratic nominee, I feel like was a complete... I feel like that's... You know how sometimes writers write something they want in their script and mm-hmm. then they build around it mm-hmm. just oh, yeah. so they can include that in the film? I, I do, I do I that constantly. I feel like <laughs> that was part of 2020's... Uh, uh, what, what do you call it? Like That was part of the script, pre-2020, when it came, comes to the Democratic overlords. They're like, oh, no matter what happens, Biden's our guy, because it, if if Kamala doesn't get there, if Hillary can't get there, then Biden will, and and so yeah. that and I that to me seemed like when when reality started going a different direction, they're like, nope, not part of the script, boom, and that's something to me that felt in this year was like that that's not, I feel like that wasn't naturally occurring out of this year. It didn't just Biden just didn't naturally become the nominee. He was just like, no, that's part of the script. So we're putting it onto the on the yeah. 2020 yeah. playbook. That's true. It didn't feel natural. How did it happen? Cuz if you look back <laughs> if you yeah, it didn't, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. If you look back, right? Kamala did so poorly in the primaries that she had to drop out before she even got to her home state, right? Which yep. is normally a bad sign. California. Um and Biden was poor in third place. Doing awful. Awful. Like, even the media was like, uh, he's drop out. probably done. Yeah, drop out. <laughs> and then <laughs> kind of the way he won, like, everyone went to sleep and then woke up and all of a sudden he's like, oh, and he's the front. And you're like, wait. And, and you know, I know you, like, kind of, you support Bernie and right. I don't support everything that he is about. Um, but he was robbed twice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> robbed twice. Uh, so you got to think. And I don't. I don't think anyone really disputes. Does anyone dispute that? Like, yes. Do they? Oh yeah. I mean, if they, you if you just follow the media narrative, they're like, oh. Well, besides oh, the media, I'm sorry. Be- South Carolina. Besides the media, like, is there is there a large portion of people out there that just think that Biden and Hillary both beat him? People like, who follow the media? People who yeah? do not. People who listen to the media and do not think for one second that perhaps that this is just a manufactured narrative mm. by manufactured uh, uh, results from a demo- from a process co- so-called democratic that's organized and manufactured so they the media is just a talk piece they they look at the democrats they're like oh um uh th- you know let's think of an example like if the democrats said oh um we're we've decided we're we're moving to Mars or something like that. The media would just be like, okay, Democrats moving to Mars. They wouldn't be like, wait, how? Wait, yeah. When? How, when? Where? They'd be like, oh, Democrats, they're the truth. So this is what's going on. That's my perspective, at least. Yeah. It's, it's going to change, though. I mean, if Biden's obviously going to be the president. It looks clear. And unless aliens come down, <laughs> I don't see a different, a different uh. scenario. Um, now the media is going to be back to... You know, wanting access with the Democratic 
White House, mm -hmm. and it'll be you. Don't be surprised. You see the media like, well, President Biden, uh, you know, brought a puppy in today, and that oh, was the yeah. news. Yeah. yeah Meanwhile, yeah. when Trump was in president, it was like he did this, he did that, he did that. Now, was it good that they were challenging him for stuff? Yes, but have it on an equal playing field. The media cannot be friends with one party and not with the other. No, but they are. I yeah. mean. And it's almost impossible to talk about this without being just labeled as partisan, you know, one way or the other. And I, I personally, and this is why I bring it up about what they did to Bernie, because if you'll do that to somebody in your own party, it's it's just ridiculous to think you wouldn't do it to the enemy, <laughs> the opposing party, of course. You know, right. if, if you steal that from him just to get to the presidency, oh, but now I'm not going to do that, like... All right, if you'll do it to anybody. But here's the thing, and this is where each side drops the ball. Everyone does it. <laughs> Everyone does it. The rep and do you, um, do you follow Dr. Shiva at all? No. Should look him up. It's a very interesting thing. He ran as a Republican, um, and I don't know if he was always or that just happens to go with his you know closest to his ideals. This guy for has, president or senate uh, for senate in okay. Massachusetts. Guy has four PhDs. He invented email. All right. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought that was like um, Bill Gates. No, no Al Gore. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, no. He invented the climate. Are you kidding? He. He. Uh, based kind of. I don't know. I want to say he invented the algorithm, but he was like back then when it was first coming out. He's one of the original like AI type of people. Okay. And I I can't really do him justice in a biography because I've only just started following him, you know, a couple of months ago. But from what I gathered, I mean, anybody with four PhDs probably has something to say, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's credible. But he ran for Senate in Mass as a Republican. This year? Yep. Last year. Yep. Yeah, last year. And he got the treatment from the Republicans. They they stole his election, and he's actively suing right now. And he, uh, unlike Trump or anybody else, his is the only lawsuit that actually has been um, not just docketed but um, approved and, like, furthered into the course where they looked at his evidence and said, oh, yeah, this needs to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you want to look him up. Um and yeah, and here's the problem with what they did to him is the guy basically invented algorithms. <laughs> so he went into the voting system and analyzed them and found that for every vote he got, it counted as 0.52. And for every vote his opponent got, it counted as 1.6, something along those lines. Uh -huh. Yeah, like it automatically changed it. Like that's, that was the algorithm set for every Shiva vote. And not one, it was 0.52. So he got a ha just over half a half vote a vote, vote versus the other guy that got almost a vote and a half or maybe even over a vote and a half. And he has this thing called ballot imaging, which, I mean, he doesn't have it. It's what happens every time a ballot's cast. There's an image. And he actually wrote to Trump and was, like, telling him, if you want to really find the evidence of fraud, ask them for the ballot imaging. And it turns out that in all those swing states... They erased them, which not only is against federal law, but it's kind of like a clear and blatant um, uh, evidence of, you know, like you don't, not only is there no reason to erase them, but it's actually against federal law. Right. So 
but nobody really seemed to listen to that, and I never heard Ballad Imogen come up at all anywhere in the national conversation, only him. But he's furthered his lawsuit off of this, <laughs> and he is very outspoken and probably is going to be censored hardcore uh, pretty soon. But look, he's got a MIT PhD, four PhDs. The guy left India because he was, like, treated like scum basically over there his family was like not of um uh standing you know right. what i mean i forgot what the word is over there but they have a word for it when you're like like a peasant <laughs> sorry i'm just trying to record the screen here so oh yeah how do you record uh more record on this computer Stop recording. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, cool. So now so, I can edit this into the video oh, cool. and people can see what we're good. Yeah. while we talk about it. And I'm like anybody else, you know, I'm just researching and trying to know the truth. You know, like, it's, 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 it's too much to talk about. I don't want to dive into it. But Trump is, it's like beyond him. Now. You know, it's really <laughs> kind of boiled down to him as like a symbol. You know, for some people, he's a symbol of, like, hate and all this stuff. And now, for a lot of people, he's a symbol of, like, the destruction of the American way, you know? I've always said that Trump is a very convoluted, interesting case because he represents a lot of different things. And you can't put him in one column. No. Nope. In, one, in one respect, he represents a hate, right? Like, a, because why? Because a lot of people who gravitate towards him are, one of, are like, the scum of the earth. <laughs> Why? Mm. That's something psychology can under, can explain. I don't mm -hmm. think it's fair to blame the man necessarily, but it's it's you got to blame the behavior that he presents and why people, bad people, gravitate towards it. It's all like psychology, you right? Know what like, I think, right? I, and this is what I've, I've thought about, and I'm sure it's just for this side. Um, there's people on the others on every side that probably have the same effect, but I think the one. One thing you could probably always say that's good about him, even though it may not always have good results for him or for the people around, is uh, no no BS. You know, right? Like he exactly. just maybe sometimes it's not good, and sometimes he just says shit. Well, know? that's what I was going to no say. No filter. Right. I mean, he represents a lot of different symbols. I mm -hmm. mean, if I think to me, it's, it's as clear as day. If any of us decided that we wanted to run for president. And completely be unbeholden to any faction that controls this country. Democrat, yeah. Republican. Yeah. Completely just like, nope, I'm not taking your money, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Then you will become the enemy of the state. I'm yeah. telling you right now, we saw it with Bernie Sanders. Agree yeah. with him or not. Yeah. He was not controlled. So they were like, we need to take him down. Because we cannot let someone that no one has control over run this country. Yeah. So I feel like Trump is, that is just one symbol. That he represents. So if you or I or anyone listening ever wants to run for president and not be a puppet of a political party or of a money interest, you can't do it. They will assassinate you politically. Yeah. You can be the nicest person. Or physically. And, or, yeah. They, they, uh, Bernie Sanders is Jewish. And MSNBC is like, can we really have a Jewish president? That's how far they'll go. That's how far they'll Jesus. go. Seriously. So that is a symbol. That, that already is a symbol. Um, also, just... 
I mean, a symbol of, of, of kind of like lunacy on, on the highest degree. It's just like, there's just so many different symbols he represents. And, and I always said, I wish Trump was like, like, I wish he never said the bad things he did. I wish he, um, but that goes for smarter. everybody. Yeah. You know? If he was, uh, if you'd he have was, a robot if he never said bad things. <laughs> I, I know. Like, obviously he speaks his mind, right? Yeah. But he's he, anti-PC, and that's, I think, the most attractive thing and why you get the fringe lunatics because a lot of right. them have had to shut up <laughs> right. because it's gone so PC right. that it's not just frowned upon, but you'll actually get, like, arrested and stuff. So a lot of, like, the fringe has has gone underground. And he, even though he probably isn't doing it on purpose, although who knows, he represents, like, their voice, like, them having a voice again, which is bad <laughs> for the fringe, but it also applies to kind of everybody. And I think that that was the attraction, I think, most to him. One, that he was an outsider, like you said, he was not establishment, but two, that he just, and he railed against the media, which I particularly liked. Anybody that rails against like the media bias, I'm, I'm like, okay, we need to know Abs- about that. Absolutely. But the anti-PC thing, I think, is what really draws... Even people probably on the other side that like him are probably liking him for that reason. Right. You know? So he just he became a symbol in the way that you said he has so many symbols. He became like one symbol, but they're so weird and spread out and diversified right. that it's caused like chaos. That's the thing. <laughs> that's 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 like why I, it's so hard to like hate this man a hundred percent. Because, again, I don't hate anybody. I think yeah. it's not healthy to hate, to carry it inside of you, because yeah. you, you create your own disease mm-hmm. if you oh, yeah. carry hatred Absolutely. for somebody, which is why I try to keep a mindset of psychology when it comes to anybody. People who've wronged me in the past, I don't hate them. I try to analyze their psychology. Why do they yeah. do that? Why? why are they that way? When it comes to Trump, it's like, if he never said those racist things, if, if he ran for president and he just was like, I'm a businessman, I say it how it is, and... And I'm against the media and blah 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 blah. I'd be like, this is the best president we've ever had. If he never, if he was actually a good guy, he'd be our first anti-media president, mm-hmm. calling them out on their bullshit. He'd be, he'd be uh, non-PC, which is where we need to be. We can't all live in a box and say the best thing a hundred percent of yeah. the time. He would have been. An amazing president, but he's conflicted. He's got horrible instincts when it comes to, to, to you know, saying the right thing. He, he probably has, ter- uh, you know, bad things that he thinks about. Other- he's not a good guy. Like, he's not a good person um, in all areas, obviously. No. And the fact that he's not makes him so, like, controversial. And, and I'm just saying, like, if he, if he, was, if he was perfect... Like, I think it you know, hum- <laughs> it's funny to say, but it it humanizes him. It becomes more relatable, even though you might hate him. And this is this is this might sound weird. <laughs> you can relate Wait, you to want s- <laughs> no. Okay. You can I think you can relate to somebody that you even hate more than you can to somebody that you don't feel like you're even on the same planet with, right? Like. So he, for Trump, I think Trump to a lot of people probably represents like their, their shitty uncle, maybe, um, or an old boss or something, right? That you didn't kind of like him. You think he, you kinda, he comes off like better than you. Maybe he said some stuff, stupid stuff, whatever, bad stuff. But you're still going to relate to that more than the politician that 
is on another planet as far as you're concerned. The guy never worked a day in his life, 47 years, 50 years, 30 years in, in Congress, doesn't, you know, has a, a million, billion dollars. Um, and even though Trump is on that level financially, he's, his attitude and his personality is not political. Like, he's not a politician. Everybody knows it. So right. even the people that hate him, I think it's so visceral because in a weird kind of strange way, they relate to him more than any politician they ever could. Let me put things it's in... It's just a bad relation, you know? Right. Let me, let me get broad for a second. And I'm sure you're in agreement, in agreement with me here. Everything that we react to, everything that we experience is a reflection from our inner, mm-hmm. in our, our inner self. Yep. So when we get angry and upset at something, it's a reflection of what is going on inside. Um, even when we get happy mm-hmm. with things and glad, it's a reflection. So everything is a reflection of the inside. Yep. People who are frustrated and angry obviously ha- are reflecting. It, we're a mirror of our inner self. Mm-hmm. So people who are so angry and, and hate uh, this past year, this 2020 was a very heated yeah. and, and intense. turbulent, intense year. Um, not with me personally. I mean, I didn't, I'm not going to sound like I'm, yeah, you know, yeah. in the mountains of California <laughs> meditating all, all year, but, but some people really got angry. And I think instead of just being like, yeah, these people are right. These people are, they should be in the media. They should run our, our, our year, whatever. We need to remember the fact that people's, uh, emotions and their behavior is in a reflection of their inside. So once we have that established, we have to understand, like, okay, why are these people unwell? What, what is triggering people to respond on the most, you know, impulsive aspects of ourselves? We can't ju- So basically, we have to start looking deeper. I think we are headed towards that trajectory as a people, as a collective. We're starting to understand, like, Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's the, when we get together. You're, we you're talk now about like reflecting this. what's going on inside of you. Your your perception that we're heading in that direction is a true reflection of that you're heading in that direction. Maybe, but also we. I am part of the collective as well. Yeah. You know, my, if I snap my fingers, we don't see it, but a ripple effect happens amongst the whole planet, and we are all part of one collective. And we need to understand that. So when we look at our neighbors and they, they hate us because of our political views, that's still, we're feeling their energy. Mm-hmm. We're all connected mm-hmm. in a way. And I feel like we're starting subconsciously. to Subconsciously. Yeah, subconsciously. Right? And exactly. that's where I think the difference when, like, communism says, like, oh, the collective. Like, that's, that's a, you got to watch out for that. You know, we're not the same, but we are connective. I think we should, instead of the collective, I think we should call it the connected. The connected. We're the connected people. We're all connected. Even if we're not together, right? Remember that, that thing we talked about? Like, well, what if everybody, um, uh, what was it that we said? If everybody started thinking the same thing subconsciously at the same time, would it would it make something happen, like with hundreds of millions? And then they did that experiment where it was like 100,000 people all got together and meditated on one thing for like a month. Mm-hmm. And the crime rate in that area dropped by like fourteen percent or something like that. I'm a strong believer right? that prayer and and group minded effort can impact. And reality. we have to know that's true because we know about the uh, synergy, 
you know, the mastermind. Right. Just like what we do now. Right. With two mind, one one plus one isn't two, right? In math, it is, but it's one plus one brain wise is really three or four, and it's not just adding one whenever you add another brain. It's like exponentially compounding, you know. So like five people in a room isn't five brains. It's like fifty, you know what I mean? And that's like the power of of synergy, and you see it. We know it. We've experienced it. It's a hundred percent true, indisputable. So what's not to say that if you had 100,000, what, all of a sudden after five, it just stops? It's, it's, it's nonsense. You know? right. So if you have that many people doing it. So I think subconsciously, we're definitely all connected. Not in like a weird, like metaphysical, hippie kind of way. Like just indisputable, universal. Well, it could be. I mean, it could be. I mean, that's just one way of labeling it, I guess. Right. But a lot of people like to tear down what you're saying and label it, right? Like, oh, you're one of those. There's... You know, I just think of hippie. I'm sure there's probably other derogatory words for it. Right. Nothing against hippies, but uh, I don't wear like flower stuff. You know, so um, but I can think like that. You know, it doesn't make me any less of a person or you. So, but consciously, and and physically, we're you know we might have the different fingerprints, and we but we might have the same needs you know six human needs like we all have the same needs but we have different fingerprints we have different um some of us have different eye color different skin like all of that is is what separates us so you have to look like you can't treat us all the same we can't all have the same one size fits all but when it comes down to what's really beneath we're all the same yeah i actually you know i strongly believe that you know there's a universal mind and we can all tap into it. There, there is a underlying emotion of the collective that we can all tap into. And when you really, actually, it was one of one of my New Year's <laughs> resolutions, is to work on my um, spirituality in a way. Try to work on calming my mind down and mm-hmm. kind of figure out a way of how to tap into it. And um, and that's basically just slowing your mind down and and. Uh, trying to read the energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's almost like just, it's like the force, really, in Star Wars. Yeah, they were onto something. That's exactly what oh they were God. talking about. Oh, yeah. Use the force. Like, we thought of it as like, you know, oh, you can make stuff move with your mind. Right. Actually, like, oh, I bring this water into my hand. You know, right. but it's, it's that's like a, a symbol. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's deeper than that. Right. Like, you can make stuff move with your mind in the way of achieving things. Right. Like, just to, honestly, we could go on, I could go on for hours if I just told you that the, the business that I have, where I'm at today versus 10 years ago, 12 years ago, if you looked at me like 13 years ago, you'd be like, damn, dude, you know, you got to get it together. <laughs> like, oh, you're yeah, going nowhere yeah. fast, you know, <laughs> like, I got a place in a dumpster for you. But, uh... Wish you were a public figure, we could... Look you up, look you up thirteen years ago and just look at it. Yeah, but, um, but it's it's on every level. Like the easiest thing is just from like, just as a quick example. And I probably told you this before, but when I first started this business, it wasn't even a business. I was sleeping on the dojo floor. I was going to start a karate school. I was living off five dollars a day for everything, <laughs> food. Right. I didn't pay to live there. I it was a, a barter. You know, I taught classes in exchange. Uh, but five to ten dollars a day tops, depending on the day. And 
I started working with my friend Sean, who started doing what he was doing because of his dad, and he had his dad's old Dodge van. And, I mean, if you want to talk about, like, the kind of van that you would lure children with, like, this was it, you know? And that's not what we were doing. Right. But you could have easily looked at the van and thought, Jesus, you know, stay away from my kids with that thing. (laughs) But you needed a space to fit things in and bring them to people's house. And you needed it for free. And that was the only option. And that's what we had. The whole time I was driving. And remember Transformers? This sounds like a funny way to tie this in yeah, but yeah. I, I envision this as the exact thing that happens remember um, when Bumblebee's the shitty old um, Camaro yeah and he, and he insult, she insults it why didn't he get in like a better car if he could turn into anything and then he just stops and they're like oh, oh you screwed it up oh, man. Oh, but yeah, then all yeah. of a sudden he the, the nice one drives by and he transforms into that right I think that happened instantly but I think that process over time is is the exact like replication of what he did there because the whole time i was driving that shitty old dodge every time i saw a chevy express nice brand new shiny white i was like damn i want that i want that but not from a needy way like a a a position of weakness like oh i wish i could have that but i'm never gonna no it was like i'm gonna have that fucking van (laughs) i'm gonna have that van and every time i saw it i burned it into my head and guess what was the next van i bought white Chevy Scooby Express Doo van. van. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and it didn't look like I was trying to lure children away from parks with that thing. It looked right. nice. It was you new. You manifested it. I manifested it 100%. And yeah. I'll fight anybody that says otherwise. I don't care. Right. It happened because of what I did and how I thought and how I acted and no other reason. And no one will ever convince me otherwise because right. I've done it a dozen times since then. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that kind of taps in again like on just like what I was, I'm trying to start doing more of this year is just uh, setting the vibe for the day. I was talking to my cousin about this the other day, too. It's like, when you wake up, and actually, I was in Hawaii at this crystal store, Hmm. and this guy, an old monk, Hmm. he used to be a monk, before he got married, he said. Then he got married. They didn't allow that sort of thing, so he, he, he stopped. And now he works at a crystal shop. He had this energy to him, and which made me, like, I was walking by the store, he gravitated me into there because he's like, hi. Huh. He had this just energy. Yeah. It was pure. You know, you could just sense it off someone. It's like, oh, this guy wouldn't hurt a fly. You know, and, and so he's just telling me, and he told me basically in Nepal they had a ritual every morning. Hmm. When you wake up in the morning, he said, what do you do? First thing you do, go to the bathroom, brush your teeth. There's a mirror. Usually there's a mirror. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so he's like, first thing I do, is smile. Yeah. Because as human beings, we see people smile. We it get it, we like, "Oh, why are they so happy? Yeah. What's up? What's going on?" And it, it makes you happy. And then and then he's like, "You see people frown and mm-hmm. they're they're sad." And like, "Why are you sad? What happened?" Mm. And it, it makes you feel a certain way. Yep. It's like so if people make you feel a certain way when you look at them and you, you smile because they're smiling, you should look at yourself in the mirror because you are looking at someone else yep. and smile first thing in the morning because mm. then you are you are giving yourself permission to feel that vibration first yeah. thing in the morning so you're, it's basically it's like a command it's like a, a command He's, he said if you know if there's no one with you to smile and, and put you in that good mood you can do it to yourself by looking at yourself in the mirror mm. that's step number one yeah step number two he was trying to sell me the umbol so <laughs> <laughs> so he said you, you, you gotta do the Himalayan um, 
umbol, okay. which opens your chakras. Hmm. And he said, and, and then the third thing I do is in, uh, I have a cup of coffee, and in Nepal, it's always snowing. The weather is not yeah. beautiful, like here in Hawaii, he said. But, but when we have our cup of coffee, we look outside and we say, what a beautiful day. Hmm. And he's like, because the snow could be bad for us, but it's good for the snow the, the animals that thrive in the snow, it's nature. Yeah. So he's like, what a beautiful day. He's like, I'd say that three times mm. with our coffee. That's it's good. a beautiful day. Another you're command. shifting the perspective of what most people would think is a terrible day. Yeah. And, but you're putting your own narrative to it. Kind of like how the media controls our narrative. It's like, oh, this is terrible. It's like, no, this is wonderful. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I took that with me. And I was like, that's a great way to start every morning. Yep. And so I'm trying to do that. That's a good connection because that's exactly what they do, the media. They're, they're planting commands. I mean, it's really, it's just hypnosis. It's suggestive. Well, we, it's it's suggestion. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people would think of hypnosis to like the guy on stage may, uh, no, cluck like a chicken. That's another thing I want to look into. Yeah, some sh- research. We're gonna, yeah, we're yeah, gonna. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, and like, like I said, we're all kind of got the the wrong impression of hypnosis as a kid's you know it's like making a guy bark like a dog on stage like yeah maybe you could do that but that's not what it's all about and it's kind of worthless like why would you do that you know it's like the only reason i got into it yeah it's like or you know to stop smoking and stuff and you can really do that but it's kind of just been like pigeonholed you know into like just kind of weird like fringe kind of thing Maybe but honestly, purpose. it happens every yeah, probably. <laughs> it happens every day. Everything you do, and it's funny that you said because when you first said the chakra thing, I was like, oh, that sounds like a bunch of BS. But then I was like, no, wait, this thing, whatever the bowl, uh-huh. that's an anchor, right? Everything's an anchor. You could have an anchor just by touching your hand. You know, for me, whenever I I do this, and I get a rush, a rush of energy because I anchored it when I was in a peak state. There's actually a Tony Robbins thing, 14,000 people in, in, in Prudential Stadium just rock, And every time you get in that peak state, ooh, I just got the chills right now. Yeah. I could replicate that energy anytime I want. But you do like this. If I'm getting tired doing something, like working out or whatever, I do that, boom, second wind, right? So that thing is an anchor, and which brings me back to Mondays and the other one. That's an anchor. The trick is, is that you don't have to wait. You don't necessarily need that thing. But if it works, and that's why some people say, like, the stones and things like that. And maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think the, the physical thing, I don't think a stone does a goddamn thing. All right, but maybe I'm wrong. But this is just my take. The stone is an anchor. That thing is an anchor. Anything you do is an anchor. If you believe it, you tell yourself, this stone gives me energy. Well, I, you just gave an anchor. The same way if I said, take that camera and put it over there. All right commanded you which sounds like a, an authoritarian kind of thing like i'm better than you but it's not i really just said hey put that over there instruction suggestion command whatever it's the same thing right when you when you do that bowl and you're like ah this is opening my chakras well what does that mean <laughs> well when my chakras are open i got energy and i feel good great all of that is just happening because your conscious is programming your subconscious right. to believe it and to live it and that thing is an anchor and that's why they're powerful you know that's actually the win-win um, aspect of spirituality to me, and I, maybe I can teach, I can um, hel- help you realize right now. Yes, crystals. Can you prove right now that the, a, a, a clear quartz is clearing your energy field and purifying your yeah. your aura? Can I prove that to you right now? No. But by telling you that that's what this the special properties of this crystal does, yeah, it'll 
it'll tell your mind to accept that that is a possibility and therefore create yeah. that to actually occur. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's why I always tell people, get a crystal anyway. Because yeah. it's a win-win. Why not? Whether it's working or not, you gotta you got to believe it's doing something. I used to say that about religion. And a lot of people would take it the wrong way, both ways. You know, I'm like, hey, listen, <laughs> I can't prove to you if God is real. I can I can show you instances in my life where I feel like whatever is out there helped me. And that is valid. That's me and my personal experience. But I can't show you or prove to you by any reasonable measure that you should do anything with religion or believe it. My only question to you is... What's bad about the Ten Commandments? That's that's us. Tell me what's wrong with the Ten Commandments. What what what's gonna go bad by living by them? Other than maybe you're believing in something that doesn't exist and you feel like an idiot. But if in the process of doing that you do not murder, you do not rape, you do not steal, you do not do any of this, why is that a bad thing? That's a good point. So, it's a good selling point for religion. Yeah, and uh, you know, until we start letting uh, priests rape little boys, and that's when it's consequences. bad. That's when it's bad. But, <laughs> but the only bad things about religion, and you just brought up one of them, isn't because they're following religion. In fact, it's because they're not following it. They are disobeying the Ten Commandments: "Thou shalt not kill, covet, all that stuff." People that kill and fight wars in the name of religion, mm, they're breaking the Ten Commandments. There is absolutely nothing bad, and I, I I haven't found anything yet. Somebody could tell me one. It's nothing bad, short or long term, that can come from the Golden Rule or the Ten Commandments. So the real, and so that's why it's the same thing you said. Like it's a win-win. Right. It's, it's a structure. <laughs> it's a way. Everyone's like, ah, religion's not real. God's not real. It's just a thing to keep people in line. Mm, okay, so yeah. it's a thing to stop people from murdering. Okay, and you're saying this is bad. Why? <laughs> right. Tell me why that's bad. <laughs> that's another thing about me because I'm constantly analyzing all the time. I'm just thinking mm -hmm. about why is this person like this? And people who immediately shut things down without even like possibly thinking it could be real, mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, so they, they probably put that in all aspects of their life mm -hmm. and they, they limit themselves to many things. So I can intuitively tell this person limits their own thinking if i tell them hey here's a crystal it'll keep you um it'll keep you uh, uh keep evil away from you like, oh yeah that's full of shit blah blah blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Get out like, of all right so they're there that's, that's that's a terrible way to live yeah you're just closing yourself off and i like uh, and i think awareness is such a huge thing because like i just said the second you said that the one part of me was just like and, I mean, we've talked about this before, and I'm obviously, like, I'm even open to the, all this stuff and, and believe it to to certain points. But there's still that, that skeptic. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, they're... Let's take a caller? Yeah, their caller? callers are calling Something in. Something to say? You know. <laughs> it's like, how dare you say that about religion? <laughs> Religion's bullshit. We're going to die, burn in hell. There is no hell. Ah. Um, <laughs> Hello? 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 Oh my God! The world's ending. They breached the Capitol. <laughs> but um, I forgot what I was just saying. Uh, you were talking about um. Oh, the the, the part of me still like the fur, and it was the first part that came out. 
was skeptic. Like, man, eh, chakras, and eh, yeah. Because right. I, I used to just think that was all bullshit. It's still the first reaction in my head. But, and, and this is where I believe life is about layers. You layer experience, you layer thoughts. Nothing ever replaces anything, and nothing ever goes away. It's like kind of like a hard drive, except it's you can delete things, but it's mostly about replacing them with something else. But like our childhood never really goes away. That's why people still act like children. You see f- uh, adults having full blown tantrums. Yeah. It's not the adult though. It's just he's the, it's the body. It's the child never goes away. We layer. Life is a layer. It's not a phase. We don't phase from one to the next. It layers. You know, a phase indicates an ending. It might be, you might call it a phase. Now, you're, oh, you're in the terrible twos, but the infancy never went away. Oh, you're in the uh, rebellious adolescent. Well, the terrible twos still hasn't gone away. This is very prevalent in, in 50-year-old men and women having Absolutely. tantrums on on TV or in, in grocery stores. <laughs> Those are unre- unhealed emotional triggers. Yeah. Or even, yeah, I mean, yeah. If it's a trauma of some kind, Un- but unhealed e- trauma, yeah. not even this nece- and unhealed is probably a lot of it. But I think it's it's not even necessarily that it's something that has to heal all the time. It's it's just something that is, you know, like you don't you don't you don't say to the untreated. child because un- like I unaware, be, I think unaware, I think unaware is like, probably good. I could be mourning the, the loss of a, of a loved one mm-hmm. and that could make me depressed. And then after a while, I can accept the grief. Doesn't make the grief go away, but it it, it my behavior moving forward mm-hmm. is under my control more and more and more because I'm accepting the reality. You just brought, you made me think of something interesting: the stages of grief, right? Of grieving. Acceptance is the last. Just one. made me think that that's the same stages of life. At first, you, when you're young, you don't understand it. It's the shock. It's the numbness of it. Your your initial reaction is in line with what you were as a child. And then your anger is the the teenager. Like, you're powerless. You don't like it. And then your acceptance is, is your adult. With yeah, that's se- severe trauma, you, you go through your, your entire life experience. Oh, that's kind of weird. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, what are the stages of grief? Yeah, stages of grief. Um... That's number two there. It starts it starts a denial, mm-hmm. then anger, then bargaining, mm. then depression, then acceptance. Yeah, I mean it kind of follows like as as young denial to me is as though you're like when you're younger you just don't know what it is, so you can't like deny it because you don't really understand it. But to me denial is kind of like you 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 just don't even acknowledge it as real. And as a child you. you do you remember like death at a young age? I don't know. You know anybody like close? It was I was too young to really understand what was going on. It's like it just happened, but there was no feeling. Right. Like people said this was sad and bad, but there was no like feeling, and that's kind of what denial is. Denial is the suppression of feeling. Right. You're like pushing it away. You're not. You're not. You're not dealing with it. And denial, I would say, also is the um, failure to accept the present moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eckhart Tolle. Mm. Says, you know, paints yeah. a good picture with that. He says, suffering, in general, the Buddha said that, mm-hmm. suffering is not accepting the present. So you're letting the story in your mind tell you, things should not be this way. Yeah. Things should be better. You're denying 
truth. What's happening right now. Right, yeah. you're denying truth. Mm. You know, and that's what causes the inner conflict for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Let's say with the, the people right in 2020 who's been so angry and emotional. I think part of that is their un, um, their failure to accept reality, to accept, okay, yeah. this, this things are terrible, but they can't accept that. Things shouldn't be this way. Do you think most anger resonates out of the fact that life never goes your way, like your whole life, you know, like it never goes to plan. You're like, oh, I'm going to be an astronaut, you know, and you're working at McDonald's. That's only one aspect though. That's it, part it's of it. Multifaceted. Right? It, it depends on the person. I, I mean, mean, obviously like experience, like getting beaten by your father or mother or something is going to make it. I, but do you think right. like that's like a big factor that like, at, like perpetually through life, it, it always. Right. And let me. Breaks what you planned. <laughs> That's a good point. Let me bring in a, an example of someone I think did it well. Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. for example. He's someone who grew up with a, with a life of injustice. Mm-hmm. Terrible things. And yeah. many people could easily take that injustice, hold it in the, inside of them, and mm-hmm. make, make them feel anger and, and um, hatred towards people. And, and in their attitude, be a mean person, angry all the time. Mm-hmm. But he was someone who accepted the present moment. He's like, this is the reality of the life I live in. Here's the reality I want to live in. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make that happen. And I'm going to do it peacefully. I think he's a good example of someone who yeah. was way, way ahead of his time when it came to yeah, grief. He got, he got through the first four right. quickly. Exactly. And he, he, he made a name for himself at the bottom there. At the most wise hmm. part of the whole yeah. grief calendar. But you know? I bet you, and this goes back to what I just said about how I initially had a skeptical response to the chakra thing. I guarantee you, he, every every day, he still goes through the first four. But he's aware enough and he's conditioned himself enough to live at the fifth. Right. Right? That's like, true. he hasn't eliminated the anger or the right. denial. He He moves past it. He accepts it. And moves past it. Yeah. Right? He's able to reach the final stage without stalling at any of the previous. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. He moves He moves to where he needs to be. I like how you're talking about him in present tense because no one really dies. Oh, his <laughs> energies. I mean, aside from that, so many streets are named after him. Like, yeah. his, his energy is still around. Yeah. People still <laughs> invoke him constantly. You right. Know? Yeah. Everybody's still probably here one way or another Yeah, in memory just, or in uh, spirituality. I, I was watching Dr. Sleep. I suggest that, that film, I heard, Dr. Yeah. Sleep. It's it was the, good? It's the sequel of The Shining. The Shining, yeah. It is so... Really? It, it really touches on those um, spiritual aspects, like mm. what happens when you die. And, and yeah. do some people have abilities where they can tune in to what others are thinking or feeling. It's really good. We were talking about this the other day with my yeah. girlfriend. We talked about, I mean, a hundred times, but I, I didn't, I wanted to watch that. I heard it wasn't like a direct sequel. Yeah. They kind of went in a different direction. But it was good though, right? It's good. It's okay. still really good. And I love yeah. the concept. It's nice. basically, it's, it, it really makes you think like, what if there are, what if we all have a light to us? What if we all emit some sort of energy and mm-hmm. some of us more than others? And there are bad people out there who can detect that, and they want to take it. And a lot of it, I think, is real. Like, they talk about, I mean, basically the bad guys in this film, without ruining this for, for you, mm-hmm. kidnap children for their shine, mm. for their energy. Hmm. 
which I think is a very real thing, whether it's for their energy or for their, what do they, what do they call it, Hy- hydrochrome? Oh, uh, 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 andro- uh, um, adrenochrome. Adre- adrenochrome. Yeah. It's a conspiracy, but I do think there are probably some people out there who kidnap children for their innocence or their life energy or whatever. Not to get into this whole that is a hole. topic actually that I I want to talk about maybe not today but yeah but I, if you watch this film it, it hmm. very it's very much about do you think that, that was a an underlying theme of child trafficking in that movie like do you think that 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 was kind of put that's, out there like they're they're touching on on something very real yeah yes that's why I enjoyed like, it was that a, a an undercurrent of a message or do you think it was just like coincidence. See, it, that's what I love about writing. And now I analyze it so much different than absolutely. I write. I'm like, was that I, I don't on think, purpose? Or, right. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think the, the, the point of the film was activism, okay. if that's what you're asking. But I, I think part of putting it in your film opens people to the possibility of it being... Because they're witnessing it. Mm-hmm. And it opens a little part of you like, oh, that could be actually... That could happen. You know? it's Some people mm. can have the ability to... to yeah. um, you know, see things. The whole movie is about astral projection. Really? And like, it, imp- you saw it? Mm-hmm. You uh, saw Dr. Sleep? Yeah. How I good got, was it? It was pretty good. I gotta it watch it. Ago, yeah. I gotta watch it. It's good. I, I It's a good Saturday night nice. film. Yeah. That's Popcorn. I'm watching that this weekend. You should. <laughs> yeah. Sushi? <laughs> sushi. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Here's what, this is what I think, and I was, I think we've talked about this before, but I was actually thinking about it the other day, and the way you just said it, but even more now, because there's a lot, the debate of good and evil, you know, is, is back. What is evil? Does even, even evil even really exist? Because, just as a quick example, uh, I'm Irish, right? And the Irish fought the British for the longest time because of their land, right? So there was always this thing, are you a terrorist or are you a freedom fighter, Right? Well, if you blow somebody up and kill them, it's kind of universally bad and thought of as evil. But if you're doing it in response to an injustice, is it really evil? Are you are you are you evil? Are you committing an evil act as a good person? Like this, that's a whole other rabbit hole. And Tim Kennedy was talking about that because he's like a he's a special forces Green Beret, probably one of the baddest dudes on the planet, right? And the guy's killed shitload of people, but his and you can't spend more than five seconds with him without knowing his intentions are good. Like, he formed, like, a group on his off time to hunt down child traffickers and rescue children. Now, if you're doing that, not too many people would probably say that's evil, right? But what happens when you kill the child trafficker that you get in order to save the children? Are you now evil? Is that an evil act? Right. You know, is evil even real? Is good even real? Or is it just... All perception, which is what I believe it is. I think it's all perception because different people can look at that exact same scenario and label it differently. So I don't think if, if it's not concrete, if, if everybody can't say 100% it's this way, then I don't think it can ever be said it's this way. If there's the possibility of even a single other perception, I don't think you can say it is this. Right. That's dangerous, though, in, in, a, in an aspect when you're building a society, though, because well, you have to universally accept that murder is wrong. Mm-hmm. If you can't accept that as a society, then... You're done. It's not going to be a society, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, we can kind of talk, kind of bridge that on um, onto the what happened this past week. 
You know, like, if you look at w- w- uh, other countries taking down their governments, the United States is like, yeah, you know, they toppled their, their capital. Yeah, That's we good, help them. against their communism. Or we against we their go in whatever. and aid them. <laughs> right, we aid them. Yeah. But when it happens here on ho- at home, it's like, oh, this is domestic terrorism. And it all really comes down to how you perceive it. Who are you, who are you uh, rushing? And it's the United States. So everyone's like, oh, this can't oh, yeah. happen. Yeah. Well, so that's how the United States was formed. It's true. <laughs> it's just, it's really <laughs> it's literally like, how it happened. Right. Not to say it should happen again, but I'm just, like, anybody yeah. that's like, oh, violence is not the answer. It's well, like, well, they tried. <laughs> like, George Washington and them, and, them, and I, I've been studying a ton about that. Uh, but they tried. They tried. They didn't want to break away. Even George Washington sent, they sent multiple letters. Listen, we'd love to stay loyal subjects. Like, we don't want to break away. We just want you to not Treat tax us. the shit out of us and tell us how to live our lives. Very simple. Yeah. What you could say is a simple demand, but because they lost so much in the French and Indian War, they were broke, and they needed to find ways to do it. And like any time when you over budget, you know, and overextend yourself, you end up making bad decisions and ruining what you had, which right. is exactly what they did. They had the colonies; they could have had them forever, yeah. but it got to a point where they said, "Listen, <laughs> we've tried, we've tried." We've tried and tried and Plus, tried. I mean, you have the best, at that point in time in the world, you have the best military of the world. And they were the strong, yeah, the they were strongest. the strongest military with an army and a navy. Right, so I, only logical person would be like, well, we can crush America. Like, yeah. They're nobody. So there, is, there is a point, and there's a, Tim Larkin, if you ever want to read um, a good thing on violence, is he calls it ace, um, oh, jeez, <laughs> ace social forgot the other word i'm worthless it's okay <laughs> <laughs> whatever what, do you, you can look it up yeah <laughs> look it up tim larkin um when violence is the answer and you want to talk about triggering people my god you the, the united kingdom won't even let him like come in there anymore and, and teach uh-huh is this what you were looking for yeah but what was the word you were looking for? um so he's and uh Oh, an, okay. Antisocial and asocial. Oh, okay. Those are the two types gotcha. of violence. Gotcha. Antisocial and asocial. So his his philosophy is antisocial um, situations is not the time for violence. That's like me and you are talking about this and you're like, oh, Trump's great. I'm like, Trump. And then we're like, oh, I should fight you now. And we're not really going to fight or kill each other. And we need to just stop and stop being ridiculous. Right. Asocial is when it's midnight you're sleeping and i break in to kill you or i break in to steal your shit and you wake up and now i have to kill you so you can't identify me and now you either kill me or you get killed and that's when violence is always the answer there's no negotiating there's no diplomacy you don't even have more than a second to react if you're not prepared to use the tool of violence and these are his words not mine uh you're dead you're just gonna die and probably your family will too yeah, and it's not something people want to talk about or think about. I'm, I tell you, like, the feeling that you're feeling right now is the way most people feel. It's like a sick feeling. It's primitive. It's, it is, and that's what it is, exactly. But And that's why layers, layers. We're civilized, but that doesn't mean we're not primitive anymore, and we don't still have the rawness of what we evolved from, whether it's evolution on a, on a um, uh, physical, you know, like our bodies evolved in our brains, or just in our society right like we evolve as a society constantly you know um 
and this, this isn't like a religion kind of evolution thing. I'm just saying, like, you were here and now you're here. And right. you've progressed or regressed or whatever it is. Right. And this is what it is. Uh, but, and that's why I find this so interesting. Like, you don't kill the schoolyard bully, as he says. You, you just don't kill him. <laughs> it's right. not. You might want to, but that's not the time. You kill the rapist. You know, you have to kill the rapist, all right? Because even if the rapist doesn't kill you, if he's if he's um, successful in what he's trying to do, you're dead inside. You're, right. He killed you inside. Your life is never, he's taken everything from you except your life. And that's a hard thing for a lot of people to think about. But just because you're still alive doesn't mean that part of you hasn't died, all right? So right. the rapist, the child molester, the murderer, those people, you deal with them with the tool of violence, you know, it's because that's what it is. You, you, like a hammer or a, a pen, you choose whether to use it or not and how to use it. Right. I think that's a, that, that whole primitive uh, idea is a good aspect to kind of think about, like, again, what happened this week at mm-hmm. the Capitol. Yeah. I, my initial thoughts were, uh, this is bound, this was uh, no surprise to me. No. Because the United States is at the verge of some sort of collapse. Or something. they're going through something. They're going through and something. <laughs> I thought it was only a matter of time between, be, be, until the guillotine started coming out. Seriously. So it's you can only push human beings so far mm-hmm. until Especially Americans. Violence. Yeah. And I think it's going to get worse. People are going to be driven t- closer and closer towards their primitive impulses. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they want. I've I've tried to dive below like the agendas and I, I just could be completely wrong, but anytime that like I said before, anytime something something doesn't make sense to me, it makes sense when I do a one eighty or a three sixty or whatever. Why? Qui bono, right? It's a Latin thing and I just read it and I've heard it before and I never even like understood what it meant. Qui bono, who benefits? And it's the question you ask the first question you should always ask. Qui bono. Who benefits? Why is this happening? Well, who benefits? Sorry. Uh, that's right. <laughs> so that's what I think of now. Okay, why is Pelosi doing this? Why is Trump doing this? Why is China doing this? Why is America doing this? Why is McCarthy, McConnell, whoever you want to bring up, all the, the, the villains and the heroes. and It's like a roller coaster. One day this guy's a patriot, and the next day he's a traitor, and blah, blah, blah. Well, who why benefits? are these people doing Definitely. this? Who benefits? What's the outcome? And then the question is, well, what do we do about it? <laughs> you know, how do we, if, if the truth is, is that China, and we know China is actively trying to become the world's superpower. They've said it publicly. There's no conspiracy there. The, the petro yuan has replaced the petrodollar in, in, with Russia in oil, and they're making contracts with other countries, and they're trying to eliminate the dollar, you know. They're, they're actively tr- like anybody would. Why, who blames them? We did it, and we got to the top. Who's to say why somebody else wouldn't do it? Well, if you're trying to get to the top and you're not there, that insinuates that you need to replace someone. And if you're communist China, that doesn't particularly you know play fair, which we all know, you're not always going to do it in the fairest way. You right. Know? fair free market and we'll beat them with quality like fuck <laughs> off you know like they're not going to do that and everybody knows it so you have to look who benefits from this if china's really doing these things right what's what what's happening you know is this happening because of this and then it's well what do we do about it right no that's it that's honestly what i think about when i hear the media like when i walk past by and i cnn is on mm-hmm. it's like oh uh this you know 
this is this happened and what happened I heard something on the news yesterday it was like oh and suddenly a man um, blah 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 who who um, has been identified as crazy and immediately I thought <laughs> by who yeah by a psychologist I mean, exactly I thought okay how could they be benefiting off of this like maybe they're labeling him labeling this man crazy because he is going against their agenda, or whoever gave the news that report, uh-huh. maybe is an enemy of their agenda. Yep. You know, I can't just be like, oh, this guy's crazy, because they just said that he's been identified as crazy. Yeah, and like, what, what is crazy? Yeah. Like, on what level? What's I, his abnormality? You yeah. know, like... did, this, did this guy escape a, a, a time <laughs> machine? He was like, guys, we have to get out of here. Yeah. Like, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, this crazy. guy's crazy. Put him yeah. away. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Meanwhile, he's like, um, I just want to uh, object to the fact that I think the election was stolen and i don't right. like that he's crazy like right, right listen whether it was stolen or not if there's some abnormalities and somebody calls that into question nobody should think that's crazy right that's one thing that turns me off with everything too is just the labeling of everybody yeah and it's that's uh it's so quick to discredit like there's obviously abnormalities or there wouldn't be a thing like there's not that many that that a a bunch of people that were pissed off he lost could just be like, oh, I was rigged. you like, get out right. of here. But it seems like Trump did a bad job in, I guess, having this to be the reason. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is he was trying to make it sound like there were so much abnormalities that the results of the election were going to change. And he, his fans got all riled up and ready for that. Yep. And then at the end of the day... It was he, the letdown more than anything he, that pissed yeah, him off. He was waiting for Pence to like uncertify or, or just kind of shut everything down, and he didn't. And then people are like, ah! And but you knew out. he wasn't gonna... He knew he wasn't gonna, That's too, what, though. My you could whole tell. Thing, my whole thing was... What is what does he have up his sleeve? That's, what does Trump have up his sleeve? That's that what I've been wondering. He's alluding to. He's like, wait, just wait, just wait. See, but I'm they've like, all you... Rudy, Sidney Powell, all they've all been doing this. And in my head, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like, Lynn Wood, these guys are high powered attorneys. Like Sidney Powell, they didn't just you know crawl out of a gutter somewhere. Like Lynn Wood defended the the kids um, against CNN that were supposedly Covington. racist against the American Indians, but they were actually there just talking to him and they sued and won against CNN. Like he's, this is this guy. He's no, just some schmuck somewhere. So I'm looking at these guys making these crazy, crazy, like you talk about crazy, like crazy allegations. And I'm like thinking to myself, like this guy, he's got to have something. How could you say this? Part of me wonders suicide. If the, part of me career suicide. Absolutely, and part of me wonders if that whole thing that happened this past week was like the final, the final plan. It's like, all right, we're just gonna unleash anarchy and hopefully it, it's successful. Now that made me wonder what you just said, like, because they let the doors right in. But tr- was this planned? I know, like, I know. <laughs> like, See, the thing is, is Trump was like with them. You know, it's one thing if they were saying it, and Trump's like, no, that's not true. Because I could see they're riling these people up so that they would go there and have all this thing, and then they could say they're violent insurrectionists like they did. But why would Trump want that? 
why? Well, it, this is how... How does he benefit? That's, well, that's the it's question. it's an overthrow of government, really. So, if they, let's say the Capitol building burned down that day, which everyone is saying it was very possible. Yeah. Like, they were saying, like, there could have been a massacre. It could have been, like, have been. the Boston Massacre. It was very... They shot that lady thankfully, and killed there was, only four, there was only four people that died. Yeah. But a lot of people are saying it could have been a massacre. It could, the whole building could have went up in flames. Yeah. And the, it could have been an overthrow of the government, really. Yeah. I mean, imagine if our Capitol building just burned down. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, the United States was like, we still have law and order. Blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. Who knows? If, That'd if, be insane. If that happened, Trump could have been like, this. today is the day that the United States government no longer works for us. I declare Martial I law. am the... Yeah. Like, you know, like, that could have happened. It could have. In another universe. And actually, legally, <laughs> could have. And this is where I've been wondering, because I've been, I've been diving into the rabbit hole. In 2018, he passed an executive order. And this is real. It's on the White House website. I found it. He passed an executive order setting up a whole scenario if there was foreign election interference. And he goes down the whole thing. He's, it's all official. And he says if, if it's found that there's foreign election interference, he can arrest and seize all the assets of anyone involved. So this whole time, I'm like, this motherfucker knew. You know, like, he's like, all right, they've been going against him the whole time. He knew it. They impeached him. You know, all this stuff. He's actively trying to get rid of him. Like, everybody sees that. Whether they should or not is another question. But they've been actively trying to get rid of this guy. They never thought he was going to beat Hillary. Never thought. They thought she had it in the bag. A huge surprise, and they've freaked out ever since. So if you've seen... It's, it's not, you know, far from the stretch of the imagination to assume that if they did it the entire four years that they wouldn't try to do it now, especially at the most crucial point of when he can win again, right? If you're going to do it while you, he's in and not, like, about to be out, like you're forcibly trying to get him out, well, the best time to actually get him out now is legally and beat him. <laughs> so if, if they do that the whole four years, it's, it's not much of a stretch to assume they would do it now. So I don't think that's too much of a conspiracy conspiracy theory but to me i wonder like all this stuff that he did he took all these steps like he changed the director of national intelligence and he was following all the steps of what he needed to do to implement that executive order so in my head i'm like well why the fuck would you do all that stuff if you're not going to use it i'm like this guy something yeah and he's a huge like art of war He's, right. he's like a study. He's been a study of the art of war for 50 years. He named his book The Art of the Deal. Like, he's very much like a student of strategy. So I'm like, there's no... And I'm not... In my head, I'm, it's not good one way or the other. But just from a, a logical point, I'm like, there's no way this in hell. He's something. got something. He's going <laughs> to yeah. plant. But nothing. <laughs> nothing. I mean, there's still 10 days or so to go. I guess, yeah. But I guess. No, yeah, no. I. But if you look like at the executive chess. order, all this time, he's actually been doing the things that he needs to do to implement it. And it, even just the other day, he did the same thing. Part of it is you have to do every, every legal thing possible. But in order for him to um, invoke the Insurrection Act of 1807 or whatever it was, he has to go through these processes, but he actually has to state publicly that I've tried every way possible he has to state the crime aloud. It's a rigged election. And then one of the uh, parts right before it that just happened after the Capitol breach is that he has to um, direct uh, any insurgents to go home and to leave, which he also did <laughs> when he told everybody go home. Uh, he said those exact words. So in my head, I'm like, 
I know it's probably not true, but the, the story writer in me is like, I don't care if this shit ain't true because this is all going in a script. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> yeah. it, if, it, if it's just fantasy and, and it, he's just going to lose and go away, that's boring as fuck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I'm going to write a story about what could have and should, maybe should have happened or at least what looks like people think he was trying to make happen. And right. that'll be a much better story than what's real. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, part of me was kind I mean you see things like that unfold and you're just like okay history is occurring in the moment you know and it's, it's kind of exciting I mean it, it could be even terrible. though it's going to be horribly chaotic and, yeah, and, and it, awful it, it, it <laughs> means, still you're like holy shit if this happens while I'm alive this is crazy I know and it's just <laughs> and you know things have to get worse before they get better so yeah. if things if things start going up in flames to me it's about perspective one person could be like oh no going insane but to me it's like all right progress <laughs> things have to get really bad yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? they do i don't know it's the way of thinking about it you gotta stay positive yeah i don't know no matter what happens though but that's where like i said we can't we can't get pulled into the like reactionary emotional response and i've tried not to dive down the rabbit hole too much in in conspiracies and what could and might happen because i don't know you know, and it's a waste of my time to really think about it. But this is such, like, an enormous, like, real thing happening that I'm allowing myself just a little bit of leeway to, like... Because this, I mean, it's it's a once-in-a-lifetime, hopefully, <laughs> once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing. And he's only going to be the fourth president ever that doesn't attend the inauguration, you know. And it's it's the most that anybody's ever said there's a rigged election. And it's it's never going to go away, regardless of the outcome. You could call it a stain, or you could call it a blemish, or you could call it an awakening, or whatever you want to call it. It's it's something. Right. <laughs> so I say, well, I got it's only a couple of weeks. You know, I'll I'll indulge myself and and dive into a few uh, things, and then get back to real life. Yeah. Well, <laughs> now by by in a couple of weeks from now, we'll just we'll see how the Trump era ends. Yeah. And and what it you know what it all meant. I don't know but, if it's ever gonna end though, right? Like, well, that's be sure. realistic. No, definitely because <laughs> you, you can't. Even if he goes away, like his, you, yeah, there's those his people are still there. Yeah, and now like you know the son and daughter want to run for like Senate and stuff. So, I think I think we're witnessing uh, a a, um, a a what do you um, a change in direction. Like, I don't think the philosophy of it, even if the people go away, I think it was such a, it wasn't just a pebble into the stream. It was a, a dam almost like, right. <laughs> like he's, he's a dam <laughs> into the political system. And now everyone's got to find a way like around it. Here's my prediction. <laughs> I have two predictions, actually. Prediction number one, I won't get into it now, but we will know the existence of aliens in the next Oh, five years. Speaking, of it's that. things are things are accelerating. I can see it. Did you see the executive order on that? Or oh, not the executive part? Hold your thought. Okay. Because <laughs> you brought that up. <laughs> part of the COVID relief bill. I don't know if you read it. Probably not because it's five thousand pages long. Part of the COVID relief bill. It was like section one hundred eight or something. No, no, not one hundred eight. He gave the director of national intelligence one hundred and eight days from the passage of that. Whatever, two weeks ago to declassify and release all oh, government um, documents, I guess, paperwork, knowledge of... He didn't say UFOs, but it was 
Aerial. You can look it up. It was aerial something beings or aerial something something. And they're saying it's under, like, for, for national security. Like, they want to see if China's running, like, interplanetary devices or satellites or something, which is why the whole Space Force was created, which they just named that the 18th, I think it was the 18th uh, member of the National Intelligence Committee, the Space Force, which is kind of scary the more I think about it, in that there's probably so much going on up there that we don't know about that right. they're used for tracking and, like, surveillance that it's now officially a member of the intelligence community. <laughs> wow. But part of that COVID bill was that he has 108 days to release all information on aerial apparatus, I think was the word, which means anything that penetrates the atmosphere is what it said. So that could be satellites, um, you know, rockets, but the way it was put out there is like anything that's ever been done <laughs> interplanetary or through the atmosphere has to be released, which includes any evidence, if there is any, of UFO activity. So, that, so why would that be included in a COVID bill? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> that I don't know. <laughs> I just read it in there. I don't, that's, a, that's a wonderful question. What does that have to do with COVID relief? Right. You read all 5,000? No, God, no. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> Someone else had to do it. Uh, I should, because uh, our senators and congressmen sure as hell didn't. There you go. But, uh, Sorry, that, so that this um, was dying? So oh, I yeah. So change cameras real quick. Um, but, yeah, that's just a quick addendum if you hadn't seen that to what you were just saying about finding out in five years. <laughs> Might be sooner than five years. Yeah, no, that's... <laughs> I, I, so to... <laughs> um, I I <laughs> I don't want to put myself in a rough position, because if I could gamble money, I would bet ten million dollars. If I had that money, I would bet ten million dollars that within the next two years, we will all, as as human beings, know of the existence of extraterrestrials. That's a gamble, and that's a yeah. bold statement. I don't have that money, so I'll say uh, yeah. five years. We're working uh, on it. right now. I'll say five years. But back on my prediction, though, about America, I think after what we're witnessing and what we've been witnessing in the past 10 years and just the history of, of empires mm -hmm. in general, I think we are now, I think America is an experiment. It was always an experiment. The longest running. Right. And it's failing. It's now failing. It's like at the end of an experiment when things were working good, but now yeah. things have changed. Yeah. And it can no longer be what it is. I'm not saying America will fail in at its essence, but it is no longer going to work the same way it's been because people and yeah. technology has just technology changed. Technology ruined it all. And, and if we keep trying to lift up something that is crumbling, that cannot withstand the weight of itself, we keep trying to hold it up, but it's just falling. Gravity is making it fall. Not it's just gravity, there's forces along with gravity actively pushing for it to fall. So exactly. you're fighting the resistance of exactly. multinational and global ent companies. Right, you know? and what, what we talked about before is suffering. What mm -hmm. is suffering? Suffering is denying and, um, and yeah. denial of the present moment, which causes inner turmoil. Mm -hmm. We can look at it on a, mac a macro level. 
the United States. Macro Monday. And Macro Monday. <laughs> uh, the, the United States <laughs> is going through something metaphorically similar. Mm-hmm. There is turmoil. Uh, um, in the structure of it, and if we keep denying the present moment, denying that a lot of these things are outdated, maybe not our basic rights, but a lot of everything else is outdated, and we, if we keep trying to hold something that is not sustainable anymore, yeah. it's going to crumble. Yeah. So we either go on a path where we evolve with the times or try to hold something and it just crumbles uh, around us. That's yeah. my prediction. I think we're... I think that we're, it'll at least evolve into something new very soon. Yeah. Within the next five years, we're going to see us all have to look at each other, kind of like in a podcast format. Like, yeah. we're all just looking at each other like, okay, but collectively, we're going to look at each other and be like, okay, how do we move forward? What do we do? Maybe something yeah. bad, really bad has to happen. Maybe the whole D.C. goes up in flames. And we don't have a president, a judicial, or an exec, uh, or a, a, a congr- congressional branch anymore. What, everything goes up in flames, and we're all just like, okay, yeah, deep breath. What do we do? <laughs> you That's know? the real And I actually wrote this question down that I wanted to, to throw out to you guys. How can people learn from what's happening and make a difference, and where are we going to go from here? And you just said it. Um, and I try not to be, like, fatalistic. You know, I think when, when things get disrupted, people get, like, fatalistic. Oh, this is, they're either, like, overly optimistic or they're just, like, oh, I'm, I'm dramatic. It's so all going that's... down. <laughs> and I'm the same way, but just like my, I try to, I try to not stop. Or it's off the screen now. I try to not stop at my initial reaction, you know. And I try to move through and see, like, okay, is this bad? Yes. Is this really bad? I don't know. Is everything going to change? Is the world going to end? They say it every 10 years. You know, oh, this, if we don't do this, this is going to happen. And if you go back to like 100 years, none of it's happened that they said was going to happen. But the difference this time, and I think that it's going to be worse this time, is technology. Like you said, technology is the great disruptor. It's disrupted everything. Everything, every, every way we do business, interact. Um, the new generation kind of don't even know what eye contact is. You know, it's just through the phone, especially now with COVID. And you can go on exper- conspiracy theories all you want, but the truth is it's pro- it's progressing and it's being perpetuated. There's no denying that, you know. Big tech, you know, everyone's big government, big this, big pharma. Everyone wants to call it big, but it all is, and all they are are groups with their own interests that don't necessarily and probably rarely coincide with the, the group, the connected interest, as I'm going to start calling it. Um, so that's to me, is the real variable here. Is normally, I'm like, oh, my God, we're all going to die. It's fucked. It's over. But then I'm like, eh, maybe it's not so bad. And it's normally not. And if, more complex if the other side is in that you don't agree with, fuck, everything sucks. If the side is in that you agree with, you're like, yeah, this is great. But it's really almost always the same thing, you right. know? I mean, but this time, is it? Is this just going to always be as it is, continues on? It's not as bad as we think. Yeah. Joe Biden maybe isn't as horribly connected to China, which uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe he doesn't <laughs> give free reign to China. Yeah. Maybe it's the Senate offsets this and nothing really gets done because government sucks and rarely does anything get done. Right. Or... Is everything crash and burn going to go horribly I, bad <laughs> just to rephrase what i said before things don't necessarily have to go you know ape shit for things to change i mean for it could exam- get better yeah i mean for example i'll tell you what this whole partisan v- right versus left thing going on 
I think is for people like us, we even see the insanity of it. I mm-hmm. think it's our parents and the, the generations before that are who are so connected to it. They're yeah. like, well, I'm Democrat. Yeah. I'm Republican. Therefore, half the country is my enemy. Yeah. You know, I just had an argument with someone the other day about that. I'm like, how can you hate half the country without yeah. even trying to talk to them? You're falling into a trap of egotism and primitive just, yeah. I it's, feel like it's our lunacy. generation. It's lunacy. I feel like our generation is beyond that. So I think maybe like within the next five years, we're going to look at that tribalism in the face and be like, all right, we're not doing that. Yeah. We're not doing that. Let's have a conversation here. I'm a human being. I deserve rights. Yeah. Can we can we at least agree to that? You know, and then move forward with that. If that person says, "No, you, I don't believe you I should have rights." I thought we did then, agree to that already. I know, but Wait, hold it, it's on, hold hard on. to tell these days. I'll show you. I'll show you. This is the agreement. <laughs> the Bill of Rights. Right. Oh, <laughs> it's already a thing. Right. Right. See, I got this shirt on, right? It says freedom. There's a lot of people right now that would probably take offense to this. And that's fucking mind-boggling, all right? <laughs> this isn't the flag of a terrorist, okay? I'm not an insurrectionist. Right. Like, I didn't think this, just like the flat earth, I'm, 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 I'm a little baffled as to, and I'm not going to, all right, the earth's not flat. Uh, I'm just, I'm not a scientist, <laughs> but I'm pretty fucking sure it's not flat. I've seen the pictures of it being round. Maybe it's all staged. Uh, all right, but I thought we got over this. I thought, <laughs> we, why are we going back? To, to things that we already know, trying to change things we already know, and backtracking. Like, freedom is not controversial, all right? I don't think. How? Why? What's the opposite? What's the other option? Slavery? Servitude? Like, freedom is not good? Is that, am I like, <laughs> what? What's yeah. going on? Freedom is not good? Is that what they're saying now? But it's a symbol. Oh, if you wave an American flag, you're a Nazi. It's like, uh... No, that's the exact opposite. Actually, we defeated the Nazis. The American flag is the symbol of freedom. All this stuff that I find, like, it's getting turned on its head. So it makes me have to beg the question is, if it doesn't make sense, where does it make sense? All right? I always right. come back to that. And who benefits? It's kind of the same deal. If, if, if this is so dr- drastically and utterly insane... It has to make sense somewhere else in another way when I do a 180 and, and look from it another way. And it's to me, it just looks like outside forces are trying to topple America. And I don't think that's a conspiracy theory because guess what? It's happened since day one. And if you go back to your point is the half and half hating each other. Democrats and Republicans were not very different back in the day. Like when you go back to the Revolutionary War... Hamilton and 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 uh, Jefferson and Washington, they were all like fighting and in Congress and and on the battlefield and all doing this right, and they were all flawed and they all had their issues and they didn't even all believe in the same thing. And it turns out Hamilton had a much like more centralized view of government than the rest, but at the time they were all together fighting, very laser focused. This is what we want. It's the freedom. It's the Bill of Rights. It's our basic rights as humans. That united them to one central focus of winning to achieve that. Just how to get there was... Yeah. After they got there, that was it. Like, the revolution was was good. <laughs> it, it happened. We became America. Wonderful. But from that second, it's like the, the sperm <laughs> from conception. At that point, it was conceived. Great. Yeah, sex is awesome. I love this. This is what we got to do. There's really only one 
way it goes about, you might have different ways of, you know, the battles and different, you lost and then you won, but ultimately you won and, and it felt great. But now, well, we conceived, what do we do with this kid? <laughs> you know, how do we raise this kid? Uh, uh, stop it from being stolen and stop it from being kidnapped and, and, and beaten. But from the second it was conceived, everybody wanted that kid. They either wanted it to control it or they wanted to destroy it. They did not want that kid to exist in the format that it was conceived. The very second. So to say that there aren't outside forces plotting against America is just also insane because there's never been a, a single second in our history where people weren't plotting of some sort to either control us, own us, occupy right. us, or destroy us. Right. And that's kind of, I mean, I think a little bit differently. Maybe correct me if I'm wrong if we're kind of just saying the same thing. But I feel like in America, there's always been a control of its people. I mean, when we go to wars, mm -hmm. you can't get, go to war. You can't declare war without the, the acceptance of the people, yeah. which is why many things have been manufactured to create consent, mm -hmm. manufactured consent amongst the public. So it's always yeah, propaganda. been about propaganda. That's exactly. why propaganda came about, because exactly. you can't just go because you feel like it. Exactly. You, it's, it's, it's a way of controlling people within a democracy is propaganda. Yeah. So with that always happening, now when we're at a t in my opinion, we're at a time of awakening. People are educating themselves. They're reading more. They're, there's so much information at people's fingertips that they are not so easily controlled anymore. Mm -hmm. So that's why when we see like this turmoil in this country, I feel like it's because you cannot control everybody. And so when you have, um, you know, rebellions and, and things like that, it's a sign that, that that control is no longer controlling us. Yeah. And so America used to be a land controlled by the, the leaders, the most powerful people, and we were all slaves. Mm -hmm. But now we are waking up to our power, to who we really are. And yeah. that control is no longer holding us in that bubble. Yeah. So what happens now is anyone's guess. Yeah, we're kind of, it's like it's it's like popcorn, you know, coming out of the bag. It's like right. uh, you can't put it back in. Right. You so just got to eat it. Right. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Right. So uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't whatever. know if obviously other. It's out. You know, it's, yeah. Other countries could be wishing for America to fail. Mm -hmm. But are our overlords <laughs> hoping for us to fail? Maybe our rebellion they're hoping for us to just shut up and take it again for that for another hundred years. Like, no, shut up, guys, just shut up and try to make a living work. Yeah. Shut shut up for your freedoms. Like, you know? I think ultimately I that the polit and this was the difference in, in forming the country versus now, is the people that ran the country immediately after were the ones that had just fought for it. You know, they just sh shed blood, lost their their brothers, sisters, friends, whatever. So it was still very fresh, you know, but now you got people, you don't have a, um, you don't have to be in the military to be in government. You know, there's, you could, you don't even have to have a job. You don't have to have started a business. I mean, there's people on the financial committee that have been in politics, you know, right out of the gate. Like, what, what do you know about, you don't have an economics degree. You don't have anything, you know, like there's just people the on these committees. Yeah. <laughs> making decisions because they have pull somehow, you know, or money or name recognition or yeah. Recognition just, you know, like people have been in for 40 years. You're like, okay, they have political experience. Yes. But how does that translate to the average person? It doesn't, you know, like they, they do think they're better than us, you know, 
and I, I have nothing against police, right? But sometimes I do. It depends on who it is. But <laughs> I have nothing against anybody that acts with respect. Let's just say that. You could put it in any group. But uh, police come to mind for me because they can't help but but be segregated sort of from the average person. I mean, your your actual job <laughs> is you're tasked to oversee people and make sure they don't do stuff. By nature, you're 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 um, um, you're subjected to the worst of the worst things on earth. Like, you're not gonna come into contact too often with somebody that's just called to a house because they're obeying the law. You know, right? Oh, oh, my neighbor's obeying the law. Get over there and congratulate them. You know, it's like that just doesn't <laughs> maybe happen. In, maybe in world peace. Yeah, yeah, in world peace. Yeah, yeah right, right. So I look. It's like these people can't help but have this like biased view. Because you're just constantly subjected to the worst of humanity, right? Politicians, I feel like they, they, Hollywood, Hollywood is a great example. Those fucking people are so out of touch with reality, not only because they actually play different people, which doesn't help, like they, their identity crises have to be huge. Like, who are you? You know, for six months out of the year, I'm Peter Parker and now I'm this guy, you know, it's like, <laughs> so their, their career by itself is kind of strange in that they never are the same person, but their, um, people look up to them, their celebrity status, it's an elite group. It's, or just a group entirely. They're, they're segregated out of society. Right. They're Cops. not normal people. They're, they're not. They're not. And they can't ever be. Our, our society looks to them as gods and goddesses. Yeah, which is crazy. Which I think is crumbling too. Yes. I think a lot well, of now people. now that we know they're all pedophiles. I think. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oops. <laughs> not all of them. I, I think, shouldn't say that. <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> I, I, I think Kanye and Kim Kardashian are getting a divorce. I don't know if that's yep, true. I heard that. If it's a rumor. I've know. never seen so many people not care. This Thank is like God. a huge divorce. Thank God. This is a crazy awesome. divorce. These are like the most famous people on the planet, and people are like, I don't care. Good. <laughs> I don't care. And I'm like, we're what? Yeah, we're still in a pandemic. The the the, the country's in shambles. You know what I just... Nobody cares. <laughs> That's the this is groundbreaking to me. <laughs> I just I just you you just gave me, I think, the 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 underlying platform of what I want this podcast to be about. Yeah. I want this podcast to enable people to make their lives so good that they don't have to look to reality and celebrities to find something to replace the fact that their lives are so worthless, shitty, and boring. Right. I just said it right here. That's that's my, my personal goal. I don't know. I'm going to try. Maybe it won't happen. But if your life was like anything of value – you wouldn't have to look to somebody else's life. And I'm not saying you can't indulge in some things. I'm not like a maniac. But the people that are like super obsessed with it, like the people that would cry about like Kanye getting divorced, your your life is empty. <laughs> you know, it's shallow. <laughs> like there, there can't possibly be anything of value worth doing or saying or, or, or seeing if you're that invested in somebody else's life that you've right. never met and you never will. <laughs> or, they're, or they're just easily indoctrinated by the culture because that is American culture. We've always been obsessed with it's celebrities. True. It's true. And it's now... because we want to be one. We all want to be one. That's the American dream. Right? I mean, we might say we don't. Like, ah, the fame. Nah, I don't want people... Bullshit. Fucking yeah. bullshit. I call it right now. If somebody came down and said, I'm going to give you a $20 million contract and I'm signing you to this and the world's going to love you, you're like... Fuck yeah, sign me up. Yeah, join my OnlyFans. 
Do you want to get that? No. <laughs> okay. That's right. Um, no, yeah, that's that's the thing. It's it's indoctrinated in the culture, and I I I start. I'm starting to see things change. Like things are people are starting to not care. Being a celebrity, hopefully in the future, the way we're going with things, yeah. will not be a desired profession. In fact, it'll be the opposite. It'll be like you're a public servant. Which is really what kind it is. Kind of the way it should be. Yeah, I mean, you're providing a. I mean, if you're an entertainer, you're 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 like a dancing monkey for me. Like you're supposed to entertain me, right, <laughs> guy? Yeah. Who do you think you are? Exactly. I'm here to laugh at you, you know, or, or be inspired, or, right. or cry, or whatever it is. So they're not better than us. They're better than acting at us. <laughs> That's it. Right. Right. Yes, you're a lot better at acting than me. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to deny it. Doesn't make you like a, a you're saint. not a better person. Right. And I've always said like you make we me need... feel a way. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I've always said uh, our priorities as a as a people need to change. Like yeah, doctors, first responders, firefighters. Firefighters don't have a salary. They're like no. volunteering. Yeah, half of them are volunteer. That's crazy to me. You're saving lives, and Military. you don't have a salary. Yeah, and but they meanwhile, all make you the act worst in money. A, they yeah. all make the least money. You met, you act in a film and you make you're you're richer than most sports stars people. too though. It's just cuz people people I mean I mean sports let's face it a lot of people probably don't want to be cops. Probably people don't want to run That's, into fire. It's because of our society. If cops yeah. and the and the firefighters were the billionaires of our society, everyone would, would be rushing to, do, to yep. do it. That's it. You know, and then actor, maybe we're headed in that direction. Act being an actor, being a a politician should not make you a billionaire. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, unless you're running a business on the side, which is fine, you know. Yeah. If you're if you're like, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's allowed as long as it's allowed legally. But you know what I mean? If you're running a business and actually like providing something and serving, you know, being a public servant, and you could do both at the same time, like successfully, good. That's why I love Steve Buscemi. He's like a firefighter. Is he? Always been. Really. Volunteer. That's why I like. Um, Pat Tillman, right? The guy that left the NFL to go serve and got killed overseas. Mm. Like, imagine you got, like, you don't have to do that. <laughs> You're set for a life. You throw all that away. Even if he came back, it'd be still, like, amazing. But the fact that he went and threw it all away and didn't get to come back, people yeah, would be crazy. like, I ain't doing that shit. If I was in the NFL, yeah, I ain't leaving until I can't walk. <laughs> right. This guy just gives it up. That's a That's a true hero, I think. Right. Nothing wrong with earning money. This is where I don't want... This is the fine line. You can't... Yes. Hello? Oh, it's the phone. We got about 15 minutes left. Okay. All right, there you go. Sorry. Sorry again, everybody. This is uh, just the viewers calling in. Yep. Phone lines are blowing up. Yes. Sorry, we can't take calls today. (laughs) But yeah, I got nothing against earning money. That's what it's all about. The more money you can earn, the better. It's your intention. And that's where it brings me back to the evil. I don't think any act or any particular person is ever good or evil. It's always intention. If your intention is good, but an evil, uh, what's considered an evil act is committed, you are still a good person. And you'll deal with that. Because I think no matter what your intention, if you kill somebody, you, you have the trauma in your head. You have the nightmares, and you got to deal with that. But in doing so, you, you sacrifice. You're sacrificing a, a part of yourself. So you're going to have to deal with this forever. 
you know, for the sake of saving someone. Right. You, you know, know, a good example. I don't know if you've seen Showtime's Your Honor. No. With uh, Brian Cranston. It's a new show. It's good. Yeah. He's great. Um, it's basically about his kid, and I, it's not ruining it for you because I think it's in the trailer. But mm. his kid runs a kid over, mm. another kid mm. who's on his on his motorbike, and he's having an asthma attack. While he's driving, and so he's ha- he's looking, he's trying to get the inhaler. Runs uh, this kid over to the point of like decapitation. Uh, he's geez. about to turn himself in, because him and his dad, his dad's a a, a, a judge. Mm-hmm. They agree it's the best thing to do. It's the yeah. right thing to do. Let's we'll deal with this together. They go to the station. The son, the the guy, the father of the kid who he killed is the is the biggest crime boss, crime um, leader. Uh. Um, in their in their area. Oh my God! So he immediately comes back and he's like, "Nope, we're not we're not turning you in." Yeah. <laughs> and wow. then like, they they organize someone else to to go in for the murder, and then they, he gets whacked. So it's like who gets whacked? The the, the um the person that they they organize to oh, go in for the, yeah. you know. So it's like, was that act committed? It's still a good person who by killed someone by accident, but like now you're hiding. From the law, be, but for a good reason, you know. It's it's. I don't know. It's just a, it. That's what makes it so good. That's it's an like, interesting. What would you do? What would you do? Your son just murdered someone by accident, but he'll get whacked if he. Yeah. You know. By doing the right thing, it would be exactly. the wrong thing. Exactly. He would actually do the right thing, and then have somebody else do the wrong thing, and he would suffer because of it. Because exactly. that guy would kill him. Right. Which is evil. Right. Even though he just killed somebody, which is not evil because it was an accident. Yeah. <laughs> so that's but, why I think it's intention. I don't think you can label an actual right. act. That's that's another show for you to watch, though. Yeah, that's good. Watch Doctor Sleep. Anyone watching? I mean, watching or listening, they want advice for shows to watch. Your Your Honor is good, and then Doctor Sleep is good. I'm definitely watching Doctor Sleep. You're You're gonna enjoy that. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm not going to think about anything that's going on right now for the whole weekend, and I'm going to watch that. That's a good idea. That's the best way to spend the weekend, in my yeah. opinion. You don't want to be involved in... No. Like I said, I'm going to indulge myself until this is all over and just, you know, enjoy the moment. Light some candles. And then... Pop uh, some popcorn. Going back to business. Speaking of that, yes. I think we should conclude with uh, mm-hmm. some filming news. Yeah. Um, and what we're doing. What's going to happen this year? Mm-hmm. The wonderful things so we're going to accomplish. Are. Oh, I wanted to talk to you. Maybe we, I can do this um, live on, on camera, just like in a short film idea. Yeah. Just a random quick idea. Yeah, so, yeah. Definitely. Actually, I remember it by heart anyway. But so basically, okay, I wrote this one last night. <laughs> it's just one line. A short film about a psychic who can speak to the dead. I think there's a lot of potential there it's like shut up i'm working <laughs> you know like because if in real life like if you're a psychic if the dead can sense that you can hear them yeah they're like tell my family i love them blah, yeah blah, blah, blah. yeah yeah it's <laughs> so, like uh, bruce almighty but for for dead people exactly i feel like that's a good concept for a show it could be a comedy yeah for a movie that's a little bit similar to ghost have you ever seen ghost? that's like ghost yeah with uh patrick swayze with it, yeah or Six Sense. Like yeah, yeah. Scary. Make it like a dark comedy. I was thinking comedy. Yeah, because like, it, how funny, it, Matt, that's a good concept. Like, the dead are following you, and they're trying to talk to you, and it's like, 
that get out of my head. That's yeah, that's true. Because everyone thinks of psychics as like you only do it, you know, when somebody's like asking you, like, oh, I want to find my dead brother Joe. Right. You know. And that's the point and of the like, film. You're like, oh, I see like, a red sweatshirt. Yeah. A bad relationship. You're like, oh my god. Yeah. It describes everybody <laughs> at some point in their life. Right. That's that's the thing. Like maybe part part of the character is to like, all right, I should hunt down this person and and tell them that their family loved them or. Or that they were murdered by this person. I don't know. There's a lot of potential. If they turn into like a courier. Yeah. <laughs> They're just driving around all day delivering news from yeah. dead people. That's a good it's point. almost like behind the scenes of a psychic. Yeah. Right? Like that's all you ever see is like when psychics are actually at a table with like a crystal ball or candle. Exactly. It's like behind the scenes of a psychic. The life exactly. of a psychic. The life oh, of a psychic. Pack it up. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta go to Toronto. Exactly. It's like you're trying to sleep and then. And it's awful. You know, it's like it's awful. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, psychics don't exist. And be like, I wish I didn't fucking exist. Yeah. yeah. And it'd be a, like a, a scary comedy. Like imagine trying to sleep. There's a dead person just hovering by your bed, and it's like, talk to me. It's like, dude, leave me alone. <laughs> you always like. He like pushes a candle toward. He's like sitting there trying to read, and he's like, yeah. like a candle just gets pushed. You're like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Come on, you said last week you were gonna do this. Yeah. <laughs> that's so a that's good one. an idea. That's like an idea. It. It's one one liner, and then another another idea, another idea I had, and it was randomly I was in the park. What if you're jogging, and you randomly found a a, a case. Uh, like a, a briefcase mm-hmm. of a million dollars or three thirty million dollars, and I'm like, all right, let's let's make this as realistic as possible. I if I saw that, I'd look around and be like, is someone monitoring this? Yeah. Because I'm not trying to get whacked. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. So I would get into my car. Imagine you see it. Okay, I get in my car and just watch. Oh, you watch it all day. All day until it gets dark. And all the people that come around and they don't even know like what it is. Exactly. And maybe have the, when you first see it, like, just kind of hide it. Yeah, because nobody wants to touch it because they think it's somebody else's. Exactly. So you wait in your car all day. You realize, okay, someone really left this here. Then you go and you get it. And then you go to see if it's real, obviously. That's what you would do. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't just go spend it because you can get arrested. Yeah. So you try to see if it's real. And then, um, so once you find out it's real, you go on a little shopping spree. Maybe you have a test run. You buy a lollipop. You're like, here. And then they're like, do you want change with that? And you're like, no, keep the change. And then you go just spending the money because you realize it's real. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then next scene, a vehicle, you see the shot from the ground, vehicle tires just come, pull up. And then someone opens the door. You see the feet hit the ground. The package is missing. And you see a guy. I'm thinking Spanish speaking. Like, donde esta? <laughs> <laughs> and he's, t- he's on the phone. And he's like, mierda de puta. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Then, and then, um, so long story short, I'm thinking flashback. Um, the package is delivered by two guys in a car. And one, the guy in the passenger seat's job is to whack the driver. And like he, before he gets in the car, he puts like his cell phone in the in the package, kills the guy. After some confrontation, car flips over. He survives, and then he like after the kid took the briefcase, he like crawls up to get the briefcase and it's gone. And then he's like, "All right," he takes his other phone out, find my iPhone. Boom! The other phone that he left in that briefcase is mm. with is with the kid. He's being tracked. There's the conflict. Mm. There's the idea. I don't know. That's good. That's another idea I just thought. I went a completely different route after you said that. Okay. And turned it into uh, a psychological experiment. Okay. That they left it out there to see, one, how long it would take somebody to look in it. Two, 
Mm. What would they do with it when they found it? And then what would they buy if they decided to spend it and just track That's it? That's a good idea. <laughs> I don't know what the story would really be in that. But, but it's all being monitored. It's all being monitored, yeah. It's like, it's Facebook trying to <laughs> determine your <laughs> it's shopping Mark habits. Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> in his, like, Darth Vader chambers yeah. while his head is being put back onto his head. He it's wants like... to know what they'll buy so then he can send ads to him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, no. oh, yeah, but yes, that's a good um, one. So that could be almost like a Hitchcock kind of thing. Like um, the briefcase is like the, the main character. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Like, like briefcase you think it's like shot. the kid, but yeah, like he's every in every scene. shot and every it's it fo- it's like following the life of the briefcase. Like where did it come from? What is it doing? Another good film, um, uh, Vivarium. Wait, um, Vivarium. It's called Vivirium. It's with Jesse Eisenberg. Oh. That's a psychological thing. Really? It, a you saw that one? I think I told you about that one. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah that that um that will take you in a whole nother direction and you're gonna enjoy that one. Mm. Those are films I like. That they, they just take you into a direction you just didn't expect and now you're just like, okay, okay. Like Parasite, you have to have seen Parasite. No. You haven't seen Parasite? No. <laughs> Dude, that that one uh, best picture. Really? Two years ago, last oh. year. Two years ago. Yeah, I never watched that. Dude, it's, I remember it's hearing f- about it. That, that's another one. Really? <laughs> oh, man. It's so good. Really? It's a Korean film. There's subtitles, but uh, it, at first you're like, all right, dude, can I do, do subtitles this whole time? And yeah. then you realize what's going on, and you're like, oh, shit. Huh. <laughs> you know? like Interesting. A lot of suggestions. But yeah, so nice. Dream State, Dream State, um, planning, uh, 2021, Dream State. What's What's in the works? So we want to get Project Extract going again, um, which we've been doing. And now we're going to start to focus on, I still need the locations, and then we have to cast. Um, there's only going to be two actors and two locations, so it shouldn't be too difficult. Um, everything is drawn up. We're going to Indiegogo crowdfund, you know, shooting for ten grand. Mm-hmm. So once that's all up, you know, we can... Let so everybody the, know the site. Uh, Project Extract is like a short film that um, Dave wrote, produced, and hired people off of backstage online. Actors hit, got a whole production crew together. And that's where I met Dave, actually, was mm-hmm. on the set of that. Because I, I said, oh, I'll help out, and I helped with the lighting. And, you know, just pr- pretty much was a PA. But, <laughs> but uh, we, so he filmed it all, and then everything got lost um, from an, a technical error. <sighs> Yeah. And so he's doing it again, but on a bigger budget. Yeah. Um, yeah second time's always the charm. <laughs> everything happens for a reason. Like, we had right. just finished World Peace, actually. And right. You saw World Peace, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think? <laughs> I, I didn't see it. Like, I saw it a while ago. But it's been a while, yeah. yeah. We did it it's on $1,800. You know, it was pretty basic. We filmed it all in three days, and then it took three years to edit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, it did well. We won two awards and got accepted into six festivals. So, I mean, it was completely it unexpected. Really well. mm-hmm. But and I have a credit now. I have yeah. an IMDb credit. Me too. Yeah, yeah there you <laughs> go. <laughs> but shortly after, I was so, like, in the zone still. I was like, oh, I want to do another one. But Antoine couldn't do it. Christina couldn't do it. Um, I, I didn't really have a lot of money, so I did it on a very – that one I did for 900 and successfully, which worked out well. And the main reason I did it is I had the two locations because my friend's grandparents went to Florida as snowbirds. 
I was like, oh, I don't want to miss the opportunity. Let's just do it. And I got a different, my, the guy Angel I was working with, he did a director of photography. He had a director, but I should have known. You always got to listen to your, your intuition. And it was rushed. It was too soon. It wasn't planned enough. The day of, the director got arrested <laughs> and couldn't make it. And he was off. Yeah, the first day he was he supposed to be probably kept there. it top secret. Like, all right, we don't yeah, speak of this Yeah, I don't want to say that. Oh, the director just got arrested. I'm yeah, like, like, I oh. never even met the guy. Angel's like, yeah, he's good. We'll bring him on. And then he's like, oh, we got a problem. I can imagine I like, showing up to your set and be like, all right, director's been arrested. Like, uh, guys, I have to go. <laughs> so Angel, Angel ended up directing and being the DP. And everything still went off without a hitch. We filmed in the snow. It was freezing. We got it all done. The, the footage was actually awesome. It was real snow coming down. And then he didn't upload onto the, onto the laptop after he filled his first memory card. And when he went to do it the next day, it was corrupt. And he had nothing on the first one. So all we had was the second half. Yeah. And it was impossible to do the continuity. And it was it. We had, just couldn't do anything. Yeah. So that's why when you shoot, go shooting things, it's, I mean, on this, on set, I have it everything's now. downloaded. <laughs> I have it now. Right away. <laughs> it plugs right in. Yeah. As soon as that thing's full, boom. Yeah. And Joe did all that on World Peace, so I didn't even have to, like, think about it. But Angel didn't this time. Right. So now I know. <laughs> so hopefully but, by March, vaccines well distributed, we get back to normal, semi normal, and we can start shooting let's hope. again if you want to join us. You know, yeah. In the yeah, shooting absolutely. Of it. For sure, um, but yeah, big things planned, and then I think once we once we start development for that, we should start developing other stuff too. Yeah, and like, that's that's my goal. Burn, Ever burn, since burn, like burn. world, it's it's only been what? Well, I started writing ten years ago uh, with Antoine when he first gave me a suggestion, as I was upstate. Long story, but I, I had I started writing out of like necessity because I needed something to do. And I like one one day one night I wrote ten pages. It was just all like coming out of my head. I was like had to get it out. And then I showed I told Antoine who I just met upstate, and he's like, "Oh, you should put it in a screenplay." I was like, "How do I do that?" And that was it. Boom! As soon as he said it, and I was like, "How do I do it?" He's like, "Gave me a few tips," and then I went and researched. And like within two weeks, I had sixty pages. And I came back to him. I was like, "Dude, can you read this?" And he looked. He's like what the fuck he's like i've been writing for five years and i have like 20 pages on my script i was like wow dude i was like i'm living in a house with no heat no furnace no car i was flipping a house upstate and everything went wrong so i <laughs> when i say like it was either hang myself from the ceiling fan or write like that was like my two options i wasn't really gonna do that but yeah. i was to the point so i just started writing and out, out, 120 pages all said and done revised it down to 110 and I'm still actually, like, I just kind of revised it finally. I, I put it through a script consultation professionally. I'm, I'm taking courses now. And I'm going to put it out and She's try to sell interested it. interested in yeah, screenwriting. I yeah? Just, I just sent him one. She sent me a script yesterday. This is my sixth screenwriting book that I've read so far on top of. Maybe she can borrow that. I yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a bunch I already read I could give to you. Yeah. And I learned, honestly, I learned everything off the Internet. Like, I wish it had all this stuff. I just typed in, like, how to, and some of it was just kind of, like, off base. I got Final Draft, which is huge. You don't have to worry about any formatting. Um, but, man, when I tell you, it's, what I thought was good in the beginning was, like, horrific. But it's just got to get it out. Yeah. 
yeah. just write. It doesn't matter. It could be awful. You just got to get it out, even if you never revise it or finish that first draft. Like, don't let it sit in your head. Yeah. Mine was just all over the place. No, that's like, okay. Draft script have summary. So it was, it was kept jumping back and forth. Anytime, like I'll wake up at 4 a.m. with, and I'm like, oh my god, uh, like you have to write it. Yeah, if you look, if it's in your head, it's dead. That's like that's the thing. It's they weird. Say. I think of stand-up jokes in the shower. That's good. And I'm like, okay, write it first down. thing I do when I get out of the shower, so I'll be get a recorder. Wet, like, <laughs> no, just leave a recorder on and say them out loud. Oh yeah. 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 I have um, two stand-up people on my team. Hmm. Oh really? Yeah. Nice. So. Yeah, it's it's. Sometimes things will just hit you, you know? Yeah, like, oh, especially in the shower. Yeah. That's when you get that, that, that real connection, because I, I don't know why, but everything just, you don't think about too much other stuff. I don't right. know, if, maybe it's the water. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think water, yeah, water Water's is like that, that conductive. It's pure, and it's, it's dense. Well, Science. if you think about it, water, <laughs> water is the greatest conductor of electricity, right? We are made up of uh, entirely water and electromagnetic waves, and so is the universe. So, really. We're universes. We were also were born in it, too. See, I thought we liked the beach so much. I, th- I thought I, I made this great discovery. I thought like, oh, we liked the beach so much because there's so much energy and it attracts us. And then my mom's like, maybe it's because like we were in the womb for nine months surrounded by water. I was like, fuck. I was like, that's probably it. <laughs> I was like, that makes much more sense. But right. maybe it's both. Yeah. But, yeah. Definitely the shower always, right. you just, like, it just, like, come and everybody says that. Tony Robbins to says it all the time, like, oh, man, I'll be in the shower. And he's like, I get out, and I'm, I'm the paper's all wet, and I'm writing the stuff. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. It happens to everybody. Yeah, I, I always get those, like, hits of inspiration in the shower. Yep. But all right, so. Yeah, so that's, uh, I think that's pretty good start right, to 2021. Yeah, yeah, until next time. I don't care what happens, we're, we're, we're going to do well this year. Yes, yes. <laughs> we did well wishing last everyone, year. Wishing everyone a safe and productive 2021. Yes. And we will touch back next time. Yes. Have Thank a good you. weekend. <laughs> <laughs>